Hey everyone, welcome back. This is the first episode of Electronic Gaming Mostly for the new year. We took about a month off because of, you know, circumstances. It's a, it's a seasonal show. Yeah, nine episodes a year and they all happen so between uh, November and December. This is season two. <laughs> episode one, season two. Here you go. We got renewed. Woo! Sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, uh, let's see. Who gave us money to help us do this? I did. Little, little and I did, snack. and I did. This is all out of pocket. Um, Currently seeking sponsorship. My wife's a sponsor. She uh, feeds me. <laughs> yep. Sponsored by the waifus. <laughs> so, uh, because I'm lazy and I had shit to do this morning, I don't have an outline. So, this is going to be a really um, unorganized, disorganized podcast and we don't know what we're going to talk about so gabbler go well i mean the, <laughs> i think uh we should talk about uh what happened in december now that it's in january so i guess the best thing to talk about would be the latest thing that we didn't really get to touch on which would be atlas right yep um i never really had any interest to begin with i saw some mm -hmm. of the videos and some of the issues people had and now i want to play it even less and that's all I really have to say about that. It looks like a janky piece of shit, just like every other indie game. Well, it looks like we're going to disagree. <laughs> uh, uh, at this point, I think it's weird to call the ARC developers indie. Yes, they're indie in the, the truest sense that they don't have a publisher, but they got a lot of money from ARC. You know, indie dev used to mean like a small little studio of people making a game. Now it's like, oh, if you don't have a publisher, you're independent. I mean, which is the obvious, it's the true definition of it. But Well, yeah, but here's what I don't get. Like, if you don't have a publisher, you're indie, but you're still kind of big, right? Compare yeah. that to a AAA developer. You get a AAA yeah. game coming out and people nitpick the shit out of that game to yeah. no end. And, and then you get an indie. A lot of pass. Yeah, and indie devs. It's like this game is great, and it's like no, it it runs like shit. It play like look at PUBG, right? That game is garbage, hundred percent. Like it runs like garbage, it plays like garbage, and it's still yeah. ridiculously popular. Game of the year, twenty seventeen. Yeah, game of the year while it was still in early access. I don't uh, understand it. There's no middle ground. There's no like double A developer, right? Where like. Yeah, you're kind of big. Like that's probably what the the art developers would be right now, right? Like double A. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, if you want to consider the ridiculousness of it, I I think we need to kind of consider the title again, or make up a you know, maybe double A and and India need to be separated or something like that because uh, the whole thing where it's triple A versus indie is just weird because. Star Citizen is an indie development. <laughs> That's an indie game. Yeah, and Hello Games is AAA. Um, yeah. Sony uh, published them. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? That's an indie so, game and yeah. a half. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's really um it's really getting a little weird. But with Atlas, it's made by the same people that did Arc. I played a lot of Arc. Arc is considered one of the most uh well-done survival games out there in terms of the survival genre. What 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 do we mean by survival? We mean you drop into a game and you have to eat and you have to survive against creatures or whatever in some form or another. Uh, not necessarily creatures, but just whatever. It, it's the classic zombie survival. Like zombies is the classic survival thing. Zombie apocalypse. And you got to go and find food and water 
uh, and and try not to die from just simple things like you know the necessity. Well, sorry, I don't think anyone's even done a zombie survival game, right? It's almost like it, there yeah, there were zombie games, and then people are like, "Well, we're going to make a zombie survival game with a twist." Like no one's ever done a zombie game without a twist. How about just that? Daisy you know? started How about like you drop a new a big map to some degree, right? There's zombies and shit. Maybe there's survivors, and you can kind of do what you want. But the big thing is there needs to be an end goal. Like if you want to just sit right. in the world and build and survive and create your own little faction, you can do that. Yeah. You can do that. Or if you want to try to find the root cause of the virus and cure it, you can do that. If you want to escape yeah. in a helicopter, you can do that. Like if you want to just drop in, find the helicopter and leave, go for it. You know, but I just don't like these survival games where it's like you just just keep building up and building up and building up. And it's not really there's no goal. Yeah, I want to come back to that. But I was going to say, like, Daisy kind of started that thing. And then there was a little promise with H1Z1 when it came out because H1Z1 originally didn't have a battle royale mode. Battle royale wasn't popular at the time. Daisy was. So they were trying to make a, a Daisy type game. And it was it was pretty decent, and it looked like it was going places, but they ultimately abandoned that for their BR mode, uh, which they later renamed King of the Kill. Fucking stupid. Uh, oh, there's a lot of good games that get completely ruined by BR. But you're right. One of the biggest problems with survival games, and you see this in Seven Days of Die, you see it in Ark, you even see it in Atlas, uh, to a little bit lesser of a degree, but still there's really no end game for these games. Uh once you uh, survival games typically you know project zomboid all these types of games they typically throw you into a world and say survive and the objective is just to survive now i understand there's an appeal to that and i enjoy that but some people have a hard time with that and want to have some breadcrumb system or some kind of purpose that drives them along you look or at, at least game, the option of a purpose you look at, a look game at subnautica like, exactly i was going to say subnautica is a prime example of how it should be done you can you can just live in that world you can just survive uh but there's an end goal you know escape the planet and there's steps involving that and it it leads it leads you around and that would be all i really want out of a game i think that's a good standard is i want it to be kind of like some nautica with a little bit of fallout that uh has some building in it more like i guess you could say minecraft but, you know, mm. more open building, not so much like, like Fallout has. Yeah, uh, that is optimized as well as, like, Call of Duty. Is that so much to ask? Because you can't have it all, apparently. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, in, when it comes to Survivor games, outside of Subnautica and Ark, there's really not a lot of options in terms of just freedom to do a lot of what you want to do. And the the interesting part of a surviving game is usually exploration. Um not so much in a game like Minecraft because Minecraft, there's nothing to explore. It's all random generated. Um, which is another thing that Subnautica and even Ark does really well is their handcrafted maps. So there's things to see. There's not so much in Ark as there is in Subnautica. Obviously, Subnautica is super heavy on exploration, but uh, there's a little bit in Ark. A lot of the exploration in Ark is um, leveling. And seeing what things do and getting your hands on things. It's kind of like a progression system exploration concept. You know, you start off in a, you know, you're using like rocks on tied to fucking sticks to cut down trees. And then later on, you're using a chainsaw with gasoline. Yeah. That you're the other thing that bothers me about a lot of survival games is like, yeah, you have to eat and drink, but you have to eat and drink like all the fucking time. Yeah, that's true. 
That's the one thing. That's one of the areas that art gets correct, and a lot of survival games get this correct in allowing you to m manipulate the uh, the server settings to determine just how often you need to eat, just how often you need to drink. Um, Ark is considered one of the best because there's a ridiculous amount of options uh, when it comes to your own server, and that's not just. Uh, of course, I'm talking about not just making your own server for people to play on, but even if you play solo. You can change just about everything. How long it takes to tame, how much damage dinosaurs do, how much damage dinosaurs take, how much how how quickly things decay, how much damage a resource can take before it's destroyed. You know, all these different uh, aspects to it. And the appeal to that game is, in my opinion, outside of just playing it one time for a couple hours and then being done with it, is an RP community. Without having something like Subnautica... You really have to have an RP community to keep a game like that alive because anybody that's ever played um, MMOs of the classic variety like EverQuest and things like that know that the interesting part of the game, before World of Warcraft came along, an MMO was about being uh, a game where you could go live in a fantasy world. And that's why a lot of the game was less about raiding and more about just all the little things you could do, having... Player housing. Well, that's kind of how WoW started too. Yeah, WoW kind of started in that direction, but they slowly moved away from it and focused on the end game, uh, which you know, I mean, Star Wars Galaxies is one of the most. Oh well, I don't know if we've talked MMO. about this since uh, the last podcast, but we are now both officially unsubscribed from World of Warcraft. Yes, yeah, that's true. It's liberating. It's like I have all these other games I can play now without feeling like, <laughs> you know, I'm wasting my time by not grinding shit out in World of Warcraft. Would it get to my point? Um, there is a big RP community on Twitch specifically. Um, there's a group called Twitch RP, which you can get whitelisted to. And a lot of bigger streamers, I, I don't want to say bigger, I mean, uh, people like, maybe not lyric sized people, but there are certainly people out there who, who do RP in the community. And some of them didn't even really want to do RP. They just, just kind of fell into it. And, uh, they've been playing Atlas since it came out nonstop. So I would take the opinion of those people over the opinion of people that just buy the game because it's new and hype and then they say it's trash, uh, which is what a lot of these YouTube videos you're seeing are all about. When it comes to Atlas, in the beginning, they pushed back their launch date like three to four times, which is pretty standard with this developer. They did the same thing with Arc and its expansions. So anybody that follows this developer knows that it's a pretty standard process. That's not apologizing for it. It's just that, you know, whatever. This is this is an example of entitled gamers. And yeah, I'm talking to you, Boogie, okay? <laughs> Everybody that says that gamers aren't entitled, this is what I'm talking about, okay? Just because you pay money. First of all, nobody even paid for Atlas before it came out. There was no pre-purchase of it. You couldn't buy it till it was released. So this is 100%. It's not even technically released. It's still early entitled. access. Yeah, I know. I'll get to that. So this was 100% an entitlement issue where people were complaining that the game was being pushed back. Like, what do you, you don't have a right to play the game until they put it out. They didn't, and, and not only that, but you're literally bitching because they're pushing the game back because they feel like it's not ready yet. And what happened? They went through with their fourth uh, launch promise and it was, the servers were unstable. Well, I wonder why they were pushing it back. Hell, I, I'm I'm willing to bet they were wanting to push it back again, but their their PR team said they couldn't get away with that. Look, I will never complain about a game getting pushed back if it needs right. to be. 
because the only thing that you're going to get out of that is a better product. Uh, I understand people's passion and desire to want to play something. And on, on the other side of the coin, look at uh, the Resident Evil 6 release. They pushed that ahead mm -hmm. by a month. And yeah. boy, did it need another month or seven. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> Oh boy, we played that the other night for like uh, an hour before I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's this. bad. Uh, now, the funny thing is people didn't really even know about Atlas until the Game Awards, which were only a couple weeks ahead of its launch to early access. So, you know, people were hyped up over this because it was it was a pirate trailer. The trailer looked pretty decent. Yeah, some I don't know what it is about pirates that gets everyone but fucking hard, but these people that watch trailers and then get upset when the game doesn't look like the trailer, I don't know what you expect. It, every movie you've ever seen doesn't look like the it's trailer. It's the same either. friggin' bullshit when they talk about like how come it's always attractive people in commercials? It's like because they're selling you a product. Yeah, that's They're going to the have happy, healthy-looking people eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew. They're not <laughs> going to have some fucking neck beard, 500 pounds with, like, you know, Dorito powder, like, all over his fingers, wiping it on his shirt and shit, and, like, licking them. That's not going to sell your product. Yeah. Misrepresentation. Fuck off. <laughs> so the game uh, launches and has some server instability issues. What what does that mean? Uh, there were four official servers, four of them. Two of them were European, two of them were United, was North American. Uh, one PVE, another PVP. So four total servers. Uh, and they had crash problems. People would, or not crash, but uh, the servers would keep disconnecting people. So people would get in and they get disconnected. And they had to do a couple uh, server wipes and they patched the game over the course of a week constantly. Uh, for an example of that, I was playing maybe three days after the game launched on a uh, official PvE server. And uh, the reason why I didn't play on a PvP server because I started the first day on a PvP server and I died to some guy speaking Russian. Yeah. Uh, on a North American uh, Do you want server. to talk about the Asian invasion? Even though he should, I'll get to that. Even though he should be on a fucking European server, same with the goddamn Asians. But you know, whatever. The reason why there's a lot of Chinese people playing this game is because the company that helped produce this game with them, or not produce, but like worked on them with them, or some shit, is a Chinese-owned company. Which is what was it? Tencent or Nitties? No, it's, it's something else. I mean, that's I the only one, right? I can pull it up real quick. Actually, it's on Steam under their shit. <clears throat> But, and you know, you look at Steam and it's mostly negative. It does not deserve that. And I'll, I'll God, there's so much to get to. I mean, we could probably talk about this fucking thing the entire fucking podcast. Uh, the company, by the way, is called Grape Shot Games. And in, uh, they're the ones who, uh, Instinct Games are the ones who do at, uh, ARC. Grape Shot hasn't done anything but Atlas, literally. And it's the publisher, so... This isn't even an indie game, I guess. Technically, and the other thing people scene. are bitching about is how they found reused assets from Ark, and they're saying it's just yes. a Ark DLC, yeah. basically. Well, no, that's the developer. So, look, if you think that developers um, don't use the same so assets crazy. over and over again, you're is, fucking kidding yourself. I just had a moment of like overwhelmingness because there's so many places to go with this, and I don't even know where to start. The problem is, this is an early access game. It's been marketed as that. It's a $30 product. It's not even... You could buy it for $25 on launch day. They, had it, they, they brought it out during the sale. Uh, and people were even being negative about that. They were saying they're pushing it back, waiting for the sale. 
What are you fucking complaining I about? Mean, you could buy it twice if you really want. Pay extra. Jesus Christ. You're literally complaining because they might want to push it back to the sale? The fuck are you retarded? So, yes, there are assets in it from Ark. What I mean by that? Uh, the hair growth system is the same one from Ark. So you start the game bald with no beard, and over time your character grows facial hair and their hair grows long. And just like an arc, you can cut your hair. Some things look similar. The 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 same animations are used for the spear when it comes to throwing the spear. The spear and the but there are new animations for attacking. In arc, there was left click. You left click to punch. That's it. That's all there is. And people aren't giving credit to this fucking developer. In this game, there is a punch for left click. There's a punch for right click. There's a punch for mouse wheel forwards, mouse wheel backwards. And there's even another button that does like a, a, a another punch or some shit like that. The combat system has been overhauled in this game to be more in depth. In fact, you have to hit a button to go into combat stance. And it's not slow and tedious either. It's pretty good. So the spear, which used to have a jab attack and you could right click to throw it, now has a swiping attack it has like a you hit him with the back of the spear it has like a lunging attack there's a lot of shit they've added and they just happen to still have the jab attack animation and the and the fucking throw animation from art oh big fucking whoop de doo yes there are uh the turtles in the game are basically remodeled turtles where they've put in you know they've taken the turtle model from arc and they've added things to the shell and stuff like that to make it look a little different but they're normal sized turtles now so who fucking gives a <clears> shit well i think we can also talk about like if you don't know what an engine is you know how many games are made with unity engine that's all recycled want. assets yeah I you can modify them want. but i don't know why that's a problem for people listen we joke about recycled assets and shit but it's not a net negative it's not some terrible fucking thing. In fact, it's smart ways to develop. If it's a good asset, keep it. If, if you make a Metal Gear Solid 6 and you build all the new guns from the ground up on the Fox engine, you're a fucking retard. Okay? <laughs> it's already there. And it's the same engine. Now, they've said specific... There are some models in the game that look exactly like they are in Ark, and they're not that great looking. They have said those are temporary. It's a fucking early access game. What they did was they took Ark, which is a game that exists on an island. It began as just a tropical island, and they, over time, with updates, added biomes, like winter, a winter area and shit like that. And the whole concept is this uh, Earth has been destroyed. It's in shambles. Uh, these, Whether it was some aliens or what we don't know, sent out... I mean, I don't know. Maybe somebody out there that follows the lore cares and knows sent out some kind of arc system to different planets and you are you are born into the world almost near naked with a chip in your arm and, and that chip details who the fuck you are and there's these floating arc things in a, in each corner of the map just about every biome and they generate life in those areas okay and the DLC had shit where the, there was like arcs that had failed and stuff like that and it was you know whatever so there's all these dinosaurs and you can you survive and you can tame the dinosaurs and the dinosaurs are usually beneficial in the degree that like they either not only just help you get around but some of them do things like you can get a dinosaur <clears throat> I don't know the fucking names of them the ones with all the spikes on them and then it's got a spiky tail you can crack rocks open with that one and they they have like 
Like if you have a mammoth, you get a woolly mammoth, they're good at dealing with trees because they sweep down forests. But they also have like a, a percentage change in the carry weight of wood. So they can carry way more wood than any other dinosaur without weighing them down. So that weight system is in the game of Ark, uh, of, of Atlas, and they've brought that over. They brought over a lot of concepts like health and stamina, which are pretty standard, but it's an RPG. But what they did was they took a game system like that that was limited to an island, and they opened it up to this massive planetary-sized map. And it is literally a planet-sized map. The map is... The, the name of the world is Atlas. The map has regions where it's temporal or desert-like or cold. And each section that is a square is its own server. So when you pop over to the next server, you know, you're going to have less people. So one of the first things some of the smartest people playing this game did, by the way, on official servers, was immediately get out of the starting zones where all the fucking people were. And anybody that's ever played an MMO knows, which this game's trying to be an MMO, it even announces itself as an MMO, which technically it is. It's a survival it's MMO. It's massively multiplayer. Uh, it just doesn't have a... You don't have to a paywall behind it in terms of monthly. Uh, the first thing that anybody that's ever played an MMO knows is when an MMO launches, it's going to have fucking server problems because everybody's clumped into one goddamn area. Now, this game doesn't require that you start in a starting zone. Starting zones are the easy places to start. All the, unique, all the resources you need are there, and there's no problems with climate. If you start in a cold area, you might freeze to death when you spawn in because you don't have the proper clothing to survive in that area. Uh, so it's it's a little play around with that. You might have people that are stupid and don't know anybody. Just hold on, sidebar here. What? Uh, where? Do, where do you draw the line between a game like Atlas and these people that are like, where's the challenge? You know? Yeah. I hear it all the time. You know, like, it's yep. just not challenging. It's too easy. And it sounds like Atlas is pretty mm -hmm. fucking unforgiving at the beginning, and people are like, eh. Yeah. Well, most survival games are, and that's a that's a that's a bit of a problem that survival games have, in my opinion, is if you're not a veteran of survival games, you're gonna have a bit of a problem surviving out of the gate because you're not gonna understand priorities. Most people get into a game and they're like, ooh, what's this? They're 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 mystified by it. What is this? What is this? This is interesting. I get into a survival game, and the first thing I do is where's the food, where's the water, where's the clothing, where's the materials I need to build? You know, all of that kind of stuff is first, and then exploration is second. Now, I, I intend to play on Twitch RP just as a little tangent offset to give people an idea. I intend to play on Twitch RP uh, this week at some point. Uh, their server has been modified with their settings to have better resource gathering. So that means you hit a tree and instead of getting like two to three wood, you're going to get like 40 or something like that. Because Twitch RP is an RP community. They don't really want you having to sit there and worry about surviving. They want you to be able to role play with community members. So it's about building a character and then playing out that character rather than fucking hold on. I got to sit here for two hours just building a house. They want you to be able to get that shit up quick and build these communities because the ideal is this world already existed and was already there with all these people already living there. You got backstories and shit. So I plan on getting a character and just kind of being a solo type uh, explorer type that, you know, tries to sell riches and shit. Uh, and I plan on making a sloop and do it and doing that whole thing. A sloop is just a smaller uh, boat that goes fast. Everybody starts with a raft. And here's the problem with people, okay? Everybody saw the pictures in the trailer. And if you go through the Steam page right now and look at the pictures on Atlas, 
it's quite interesting. You know, you got a uh, you, you know, this first picture here is a dragon uh, flying by some uh, some uh, fucking ships, and all the ships have different uh, sail colors and shit. Now that's true. You can you can completely modify your sails to look any fucking way you want. In fact, one of the aspects of the game is that you get you acquire that. This is one of the things I was talking about with the Subnautica thing. Uh, the Arc devs made Atlas have a bit of a purpose to it, and that purpose is similar to Sea of Thieves. Anybody that plays Sea of Thieves should move to Atlas because Atlas is better than Sea of Thieves. The only thing that's better in Sea of Thieves is the ocean, uh, the the way the ocean behaves. It's much more realistic. I wouldn't say much more. It's a bit more realistic. The, the water is gorgeous in Atlas. It looks like ocean water. It behaves a lot like ocean water. You get Sometimes the water will be nice and calm with clear skies. Sometimes the water will be just fucking a turbulent with just some cloud cover and shit like that. It, it, it's, it changes on the fly. Uh, what I mean by the difference between Atlas and uh, Sea of Thieves, a good example I can give is in Sea of Thieves, you can drop your anchor any fucking time. And it'll cause your boat to like stop and lunge forward a bit and has that physics effect. In Atlas, there's nothing like that. You have to be close to shore to drop your anchor and stuff like that. And it, it, you don't the, the sailing in Sea of Thieves is more action-y. The sailing in Atlas is more kind of simmy. Okay. Uh, but it still feels good. It doesn't feel bad at all. Um, it, it's more like Black Flag in Atlas, where you have to worry about the facing of your sails to catch the wind. <laughs> Oh, I'm so, sorry. Continue. It's all right. You either have to do it yourself. You either have to, which is why it's really hard to have a galleon all by yourself because you got three sets of sails that you have to turn to face the wind, and then you got to go get back on the wheel with a sloop. That's not that big of a problem. You got one sail. Uh, with a raft, it's zero problem because you don't even have a rudder on a raft. Now everybody starts with a raft in this, and that's one of the problems people have. The easiest thing to get your hands on in this game is a raft. You don't really need it early on. But you can sail the open ocean with a raft. It's not a problem. Uh, they don't have a lot of sea monsters in the game yet that are going to fuck your shit up. And in fact, some of the ghost ships and shit like that will ignore you if you're on a raft, but not if you're on a bigger ship. So I think most people's experience with this game was they got in the game, they got on a raft, and they just sailed for a, for a long time because they have a single fucking sail, and they're trying to go across the fucking world in a raft. Trust me, I did it. It's long. It takes a long time to sail in this game. It's very realistic in that regard. On a raft, it took me 40 minutes to get from one island to another that I could see in the distance. Pretty serious. But you get on a fucking sloop and you just fucking take off. You know, you're on a galleon and it's a little heavier, but you still go faster than you would on a raft. There's all those aspects to it. See, a thieves also, if you're if you don't have a galleon team, you're kind of fucked. In this game, you can outrun in a sloop. You can outrun in a sloop anybody that's in a galleon, and that's if you're doing PvP shit. But let's talk about what Atlas has that Sea of Thieves doesn't have. Uh, and the reason, by the way, the reason why I say if you're a Sea of Thieves person and you should come over to Atlas is because Atlas already has the Sea of Thieves thing. You can collect gold. And where do you find gold? You find gold in, in like floating debris that's in the ocean, which is one of the purposes of going out into the ocean. You can find gold uh, on the seafloor, you can actually dive in this game, and it's 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 arc mechanics, so it's got uh, like an RPG leveling element to it, where you can actually put points into your breath holding ability, and be a natural diver, or you can wait until you get the technology to build the uh, the the diving suit and dive down 
and and find gold and plunder. And then you take that gold to seaports where there are NPCs, and you can turn them in for different uh, different uh, visual like uh, cosmetics and things like that. So that that's there, which is the only aspect of Sea of Thieves, by the way. The only fucking point of Sea of Thieves is that cosmetics. That's, that's it. Uh, maybe PvP, which this game also has. And the PvP in this game is superb. It's fantastic. The combat is much more elaborate than Sea of Thieves, which is almost kind of cartoony and ridiculously simplistic. Uh, this game also has, you know, the, the cannoneering hey, but that's, and all that's that. that's what works people really like well. nowadays, you know? I don't know <laughs> right? why. Is it just more people fucking? More people having kids? <laughs> Probably. And all these kids want to play adult-type video games, but not really, so that they just dumb everything down and you end up with... Games like Fortnite and Overwatch and mm. Sea of Thieves. That's possible. That wasn't a question. <laughs> <laughs> so the first picture uh, that we see here, like I said, is a dragon fly flying by some ships. Uh, I haven't seen a dragon yet. I don't doubt that they're in the game. Uh, I do know, like, if you look at the center of the map in Atlas, I've never fucking been there, but it looks like a giant fucking Hydra, like the one that they were showing off. I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of islands have enemies. There's giant crocodiles that swim faster than they do on land, and that's pretty scary, especially when you pull up on a raft and you're just trying to get on the beach. Pretty dangerous. <laughs> uh, there's wolves that outrun you and fuck you up if you don't have guns yet. And there's giant fucking snakes. There's giant snakes, and it's fucking scary. <laughs> and there's normal-sized snakes, too. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that they took on this. They, they didn't go super crazy in the fantasy realm on this one. Uh, there's not a ton of big enemies. There's, you get a lot of regular birds and vultures and turtles and shit like that. You know, there's manta rays that will attack you. They're kind of, well, I mean, they showed a bunch of big enemies for spectacle in the trailer, but yeah, I mean, let's course, face it. Fighting big enemies is not fun. There's three there's ways a... to do it, right? This is how every game fights big enemies. Uh, you run up to them and you smack them in the leg over and over. Uh, you do some kind of weird Shadow of the Colossus, God of War, QTE, climb up them thing. Or you there's some kind of like built-in mechanic like with Dark Souls 3 where you like have to walk up the side of the whatever, that wall, and then right. jump on the top of them or something. Or you, like go over to a cannon and shoot them with a cannon. <laughs> or Resident Evil 5 where you're in the back of a fucking vehicle with mounted machine guns. Otherwise, and none of that is really preferable to just fighting a normal-sized boss, you know? Yeah, they're really for just getting together with groups of people and being, like, the, the biggest, the, the, the most, honestly, the most interesting thing about big creatures, and this is true in Ark, is the awe factor. It's not about, we're going to kill that. It's about, oh my god, it's a giant fucking monster run. That's that's how you play. I mean, it's even hard to fight him. You remember that dragon boss in Dark Souls 3? <laughs> the hardest yeah. thing about that fight is the camera. He's just so yep. freaking big. When you look at a game like Atlas, and Sea of Thieves does it a little bit, but I think Atlas is going to do it better. You know, when you're dealing with big creatures in the ocean, that's scary. I remember playing a game, a little gem of a game that were unfortunately Korean developers, so it went to shit. But it was uh, <clears throat> it's called Arcage. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, was I this played that MMO. for about an hour. Arcage was this MMO that was kind of more towards the classical MMO of just living in a world and less about getting to end game and raiding. And one of the best things about this this game was there was there was no instancing. It wasn't like WoW where you get on a boat and instance across the globe. It did this thing that I wish World of Warcraft would do to this day and it would bring me back 100%. Open up the oceans for real. 
get a good sailing mechanic. The, me the sailing mechanic in Arcage wasn't even that great. It's worse than... I, I would say Atlas has a better sailing mechanic than Arcage. And Arcage had a decent sailing mechanic, but you would get on a, you could get on a boat pretty early, earlier than you're supposed to. And boy, did we fucking do that. Because <laughs> we wanted to, to handle that ship. You get out on there, and you're on a little fucking boat, and you're out in the middle of the ocean, and there's monsters in the water, and they aggro like any other monster does. And man, it was exciting and scary just going around knowing that there's a kraken in the ocean. And I think we ran into it one fucking time. And it was the most horrifying experience. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like level just, nine? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you, you aggro it from a mile away. Your boat gets destroyed. You're out in the water and this thing is just fucking you up. And it's, it's a great moment. Now, after you do that a couple of times in an MMO, it's just going to become annoying, right? Like, there's this fucking crack. God damn it. But those, that's, that's because the mystery of it's gone. I think if you keep the mystery, it's better. Once you start hitting that, like, note of, hey, let's go raiding these things, that's when it gets boring and lame. But let's go back to this real quick, because the second picture is diving. And I'm just going over this because this is what most people see. This is in the game. Diving underwater and dealing with sharks and shit, that's in the game. Again, that's how you go down and get treasure and shit for sunken ships. If you destroy someone's ship in this game, it's not like Sea of Thieves where the ship just gets scuttled and goes away. The, the ship will 100% sink to the ocean floor. And you can go down and take their shit. You can do all that shit. Okay? I don't know how long it persists, but it does persist to some degree. Another picture here that you see is they're holding a treasure map. I have about six to eight of these because I sailed around on my raft like an idiot in the beginning, picking up like debris on the water surface out in the ocean. Uh, and then what I mean by debris is it'll just be like a box or something floating in the ocean. Looks like it fell overboard from a ship. You get these maps and they tell you where to go and they're treasure maps. Well, here they're they're coming up to some kind of fire elemental. I don't know. I guess you got to defeat things to get the treasure. I don't know how that works. The sailing works good in the game. There's a third-person camera, first-person camera for it. You know, we got this fucking Hydra thing here with a big troll. Whatever the fuck. I don't know what's going on. There's some player-built fucking buildings in the background. I'll tell you that. Uh, there is... What is what is this fucking thing called? God damn it. I forget the name of it off the top of my head. The fucking thing that they used to use on the oceans uh, to navigate with the stars and shit. Oh, Jesus. A compass. Uh, a, a, no, it's a, uh, a sextant. You can actually everything you build in this game comes Sounds from a dirty. talent tree <laughs> comes from a talent tree a sextant yeah you can actually <laughs> specialize in being a navigator the way this game is meant to be played is with friends you can certainly do it by yourself but if you play for friends you can be that and this is why it's so great for the rp community and why you still see those people playing it right now i guarantee if you go on twitch right now you will see some some streamer out there that does rp is playing atlas a hundred percent. Go go look at uh, fucking Timac or something. I guarantee you that guy is in Atlas if he's streaming right now. Okay? Because the RP community loves this kind of stuff. This is what they're looking for. They've been playing GTA modded for the longest time. This is what they want. They want a developer that will give them a ton of options to just do shit. Now, I've we've talked about... Like, that's the specialization thing. So, like, if you're with a team of friends on a galleon, you can be the guy that's like, I'm going to specialize... I'm going to specialize in, like, cooking and fucking being a navigator and shit for the crew and be useful like that. And this guy's like, I'm the fucking captain because everybody wants to be the captain, right? So you can, you can do all kinds of shit like that. But on top of that, the beauty of, I think, Atlas is that 
it is a sequel to Ark, if you think about I mean, it's it's not because they want to get away from the Ark story and lore so they can do something else. But in terms of gameplay, it is a it is a grand sequel to Ark. It's not a DLC. It's a sequel, if anything. Uh, it takes all the good things from the previous games that they made and does even better. Uh, they have cave areas where you can go down and explore. There's a ton of shit to do in this game. Uh, I, and I'm not just... Obviously, there's no like singular person. There's no Subnautica type thing, but there's a lot of shit you can do in this game. You can build anywhere, just like Atlas. You can claim territory so that people can't build... Uh, so that people can't just build on it. Or you can go to places that are lawless, like lawless, which are the server squares. The server square is lawless. You can build anywhere, and it just decays in four days. And that's depending on the server. The server can decide whether it decays or not. They, they got all the shit in here, too, from like the previous ones. All the good stuff from from, from art games, like uh, grappling hooks and being able to like use pickaxes to climb and shit like that on walls and all. It's got guns in it. It's got cannons, so you can siege people's castles. You can literally roll up to an island with your fucking fleet of galleons and your friends and your guild clan, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and then you can siege some people's fucking castles that they've built there with cannons and shit that you can roll out from your... It's fucking crazy. There's a ton of shit you can do here, and this is why these developers... This is why Ark was the best survival game out there, and this is why this game will take the mantle of the best survival game out there, because in terms of survival games... There's no other game where you can do as much shit. And you can still tame creatures in this. You, you're not taming big T-Rexes and shit, but you can tame horses. You can tame fucking turtles to be your little friends and shit if you want that. You gotta go down that tree for it, but you know, that's what you want to specialize in. You can train a fucking parrot to sit on your shoulder. You can absolutely do that. Hey, whatever you want, right? <laughs> like, that's what you want, that's what you want. Can you, can you train uh, it to say specific shit? Like, we just wanted to call people an asshole all day. I think you could just open up your mic and go, right, fuck you. <laughs> I think you could just do that. <laughs> so, that wasn't me. That was that was my parrot. Sorry about sorry, that. Sorry, that was snappy. The bird. I mean, you could totally do that on Twitch RP and shit, too. That's So, you know, this game does not deserve any of the heat that it's giving to it. Yeah, the servers were a problem day one, day two, day three. That's every fucking MMO, okay? Go play fucking vanilla World of Warcraft in its... You know, when they make these WoW Classic servers, you better have at least a week where you bend over to loot something and you just get stuck for fucking 15 minutes till the server finally crashes, okay? Because their database systems couldn't handle it. You're not going to get that because people like me have already pioneered the fucking way and Blizzard was able to fix that. So, you know, you get this wonderful fucking, oh, <laughs> here's the, this is what it was like, not really. You know, if you want to have a flock of fucking... Have there, has there been focus. any news at all about WoW Classic? I know we had that whole conversation about like year. the stuff that they were keeping and the stuff they were getting rid of, but any uh, more to that? Um, I don't really know because... You don't care? I don't care either. Really, I haven't really been paying attention, but like, I'm pretty sure they haven't released any information on that really. I know there was a demo... People uh, complained about some things because they are keeping some things. I know that like you're gonna, they're still gonna have some cross server shit for some areas, which whatever. It's not, it's not, it's not vanilla. Sorry, they called it WoW Classic for a reason. It ain't vanilla, and these people are fooling themselves. It's gonna be a flop, hundred percent. 
it will be a flop. Blizzard Blizzard needs a good flop it. in their life. Well, you know what? The people complained about it, and J. Allen Brack is like, you know what? I'm going to give you what you want, and you're going to see it's not what you actually want. Well, about I mean, do yeah, cycles. that's true, but you know, it's it's Blizzard fans, so they're going to convince themselves that it's what they want. I don't know, man. It's going to be really hard for people that aren't Asmongold to be abandoning a character. Even him, I think it's going to be hard for him to abandon his main character online. I mean, he's he's playing Dark Souls now. I think he's going to find a hard time balancing between those two games. Most people aren't going to do that. Most people aren't Asmongold. Most people that play WoW are casual and they have day job. And they're going to come home and want to play a character and they're going to think, do I want to play on Classic or do I want to play my main character before this next expansion comes out or this patch that's coming in a couple months or weeks or whatever. It's not going to work out like they think it is. Soda Poppin', Asmongold, yeah, those people will play that game. They'll alternate with that game quite often, but, you know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't think it's going to happen. Anyways, uh, finish off done. Atlas. Just to just to finish it off, I think uh, it doesn't deserve the flack that it's getting. It's early access. People need to calm down. People have been saying release about this whole thing the whole time. I've been hearing people say, what kind of game releases like that? It's not a release. It's early access. You're literally complaining because you bought a game that is a beta. It's like buying. It's not even a beta. It's like buying into an alpha and complaining that it has bugs. You're fucking retarded. Okay, report the bugs and shut the fuck up about it, or wait till the game releases after the people who are willing to see see early access are for people that are willing to play a game that may not be a hundred percent complete or may have bugs because they are either willing to, because they want to see that game. They either want to see that game succeed so well that they're willing to play that kind of a, a game. Uh, and try to help guide it to be a good game, or they just don't care because they're so excited about the game, they don't really care enough to, for it to be a real issue. Me, I don't care. I play plenty of survival games that are way fucking worse than this and get a lot of praise. I played PUBG, Game of the Year 2017. This game is 10 times better than that game in terms of performance. You're out of your fucking mind if you think that this game is a, is a broken mess or or a problem. Yes, there are some things that aren't in it that were in the trailer. I'm almost certain. Uh, I know that there wasn't any Kraken or some shit like that in the game, whatever you want to call it, like Octopus or whatever. Uh, I think they put that in the game in, a, in an update, or maybe they said they're going to soon. I, I don't remember which one it is. The trailer is for the final product, not for the early access. People need to understand that. The trailer is not trying to sell you early access. So when you see big fucking whales in pictures and, and in the video, that's something where they had a guy recording that, okay, while they were playing the game, and the whale was in the game, but it's not in it's not working good enough for them to put it in the in in the game currently. So they put it in there to show off a concept of what the game's gonna be like when it launches. This that's what this trailer is. It's a I know people are like, oh, launch trailers. There's a difference between launch trailer. No, a launch trailer is just a trailer you put out right before launch to get people hyped up. It's not to show off how the game currently is. A trailer is a trailer for a finished product. It will never be a trailer for a beta or a fucking early access game. Whatever happened to Scum? Does that still getting updates? <clears throat> Scum currently just got an update, a uh, winter update. Uh, where Scum they added... update lets supporters dress up their dicks for winter. <laughs> Great. How about any of the important shit? 
Like, well, the you know, scum developers are some weird guys, man. Uh, they're people like us that don't really care about PC shit, but I think they added vehicles in the game, or maybe they plan to. Again, Scum is an early access game, uh, so any anything you see on that page in terms of pictures and the trailer is what they intend the game to be like when it's released. Not necessarily what it is now. I mean, I know they got like a picture of a vehicle on there. I don't know if that works yet. Um, I do know, yeah, they added a uh, winter thing recently. Winter update. Why you been interested in playing it again? No, not particularly. Just waiting for it to get good. <laughs> That's why I don't play survival games, man. I'm always waiting. Well, it's an early access. It's not really about it being a survival game. It's early access. It just so happens that there's not a lot of AAA survival games. There's one, which is Fallout. Fallout. Which also didn't deserve all the flack it got. Well, I mean, it's a fun game, but I completely understand where everyone's coming from. Nothing, None of the criticisms are wrong. I mean... It's true. If you're a Fallout fan, you're going to let some of these things slide more than others. Absolutely. Um... I mean, it's the same problems I had with Fallout 4, where it looks and feels really dated, and they I need know, to fucking do that. The engine. Uh, if you're not a if you're a survival game fan, you'd probably like Fallout 76 because the systems in it's pretty decent. But if you're an if you're used to games like Ark, you're going to be a little disappointed with Fallout 76 because it's a bit limited. It, again, it's a it's a developer that's never had any experience with a survival game. Uh, Realistically speaking, and it's a, it's Bethesda's first attempt at a survival game. I don't think it deserved the negativity that it got. I can understand criticism, but to, for the, all these people to act like it's a three out of ten or some shit like that, they're just fucking they're they're out of their fucking minds. Like you can't you can't be a games journalist and then go into a game called Fallout 76 and then compare it to Fallout 4 and be like, well, it's trash because it's not like Fallout 4. At no point did they ever say it was going to be like Fallout 4. It was never called Fallout 5. So that's just a dishonest thing. That's like playing a game like Destiny and then going over to a game like Call of Duty and being like, well, this game is not even the fucking same just because they're both shooters. I mean, I don't like how Todd Howard got up there and talked about how, like, Oh, we made some significant upgrades to the engine, and you're going to have 16 well, times the but detail. It's not the right updates. I mean, it's it's hardly true. I mean, you you don't get 16 times the detail, like he said. It looks well, the same. He's using corporate speak. You know, that's that's yeah. One of those, I know, that's but one of that's one of the reasons like that they're catching so thing. much shit is like Bethesda was, you know, supposed to be. You're supposed to be the chosen one. Uh, they're catching <laughs> shit because you have people like Co Carnage that are big. Fallout fans and they want Fallout 5 and then they play Fallout 76 and go mm, it's not Fallout 5 yeah no shit why'd you buy the game then do you like survival games no what the fuck are you doing I mean the, when people were complaining about it being an empty world like I, I get it but I like the empty world you know it's, I like the visual storytelling that's involved yeah I mean I don't really care for all the other NPCs and stupid shit in that game it's, it's just annoying fucking, it's, it's too much of this Disney Fifi shit that people happen where they're just like hey I love going into towns and talking to all the people. Yeah, listen, there's certainly a, a little bit of an appeal to that, but the the enjoyment of a Fallout game is well, going just out wait until you grow up and you don't have as much time on your hands. <laughs> well, you go out into the wilderness and there's like all this shit to see and explore. That's the interesting thing for me. 
I get each their own, but for me, a Fallout game is about being out in the wild. The the dangers of the wasteland is more, and that's true for anything that's a Fallout type game. Like if you look at Mad Max and all that, what's all the danger is talk about the waste. The waste is where the danger is at. Be careful of the waste. That's the interesting shit. If I want to go talk to NPCs and shit like that, I'll play an RPG of any other sort. Like, mingling with people and, and being inside of a town, that's in every fucking game. You know what's not in every game? A fucking wasteland, an apocalyptic wasteland that you can walk through and find, like, fucking hidden shit, hidden bunkers underground and shit like that. That is so much more interesting. And that's that's 100% Fallout 76. That's yeah, like it's 60%. less RPG, but the thing is, is it's the, the gameplay mechanics aren't good enough to for it to be a shooter either. That's true. I mean, maybe they should have d- did this with the Elder Scrolls instead. I think Elder Scrolls would work better as a survival game, in my opinion. I don't know about that. I mean, Elder Scrolls, you kind of need the NPCs and shit. I mean, there, there's an excuse to be, have an empty wasteland in Fallout. There was a well, fucking I'm not, nuclear I'm not talking about. I'm just talking about the survival mechanics specifically. I'm, I'm not talking about the NPC thing. Yeah, that would be an issue. And that's probably why they went with Fallout, because, hey, everybody's dead. <laughs> right? Yeah. Pretty much everybody's dead. Yeah, you know, I was I was upset to find out that uh, there was going to be any population at all because it just doesn't make sense to me. Like to me, that made a lot of sense. Like, yeah, totally. Of course, there's going to be. Of course, there's not going to be people out in the wasteland. It's twenty years after the bombs drop. You can't be out there surviving. You're going to die. Like, go. Does anybody know anything about what the actual word fallout means? Like, you can't just go hanging out in a nuclear blast zone 20 years after a fucking zone. When I was actually watching this video about how long you could survive out there and be like, you're, <laughs> you will die. <laughs> if that were real life and you actually came out 20 years after the bomb dropped, um, things are only going to get worse before yeah. they get better. But again, that's not a reason to be like, fuck this game. Like, I don't play Fallout for the scientific accuracy. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying I wanted less people. I was okay with no NPCs. Absolutely okay with it. I'm okay with just robots. I'm okay with uh, ghouls. I'm not okay with feral ghouls. Well, I mean, some of the things, like, when you get quests and stuff, it's all on, like, audio tapes. You know, and even sometimes there are other people alive out there. I didn't actually experience this part, but like if you go and set off a nuke, right? As soon as you come out of the nuke room, bunker, whatever, there's a fucking audio tape on the ground with someone directly addressing you asking like, how could you do this? It's like, all right, if you're going to go with the no NPC thing, you have to actually make it work. I mean, or just add the occasional NPC. Yeah, that's otherwise it's just weird. That's what I mean. I, I mean, like, just take NPCs out of the game completely to that degree. I mean, enemies is fine, but, like, friendly robots and shit, I'm not for it. I'm not for any of that unless you're actually going to do NPCs. And personally, I think they could have done NPCs. I don't know why they couldn't do it. They could have just done a lot like, less of them, you know? Like, well, the, we're as appropriate when there's a quest. You know, no major cities. This, somebody on their fucking team had this stupid idea of what if the players are the NPCs? No, that's stupid. Stop it. That's the ultimate problem with Fallout 76. If you want to have any real criticism for Fallout 76, the real problem is the forced player integration. That's the only reason why they don't have. And the any thing is, is like all all the stuff they do to mitigate griefing and pe- like avoiding PvP. If you want, that's all great. But now you get all these people bitching that the PvP doesn't work, and it's like, 
Okay, so once you shoot this guy, he has to shoot back, or you can just shoot him all day and he doesn't die. Like, yeah, because not everyone wants to get fucking shot at. Yeah, and, and at that point, why even have PvP? Just get rid of it. Like, it's like, oh, and then and then do. and then that person respawns right next to you after after you you kill them. I get what it's they're like, trying yeah, to so do. you better think I twice mean, about just griefing people, you know? Yeah, I, I get what they're trying to do, and I kind of I, I kind of applaud them a little bit for at least trying something different because too many game developers are too, you know, they play it too close to the chest. They're all fucking scared little bitches to make big sweeping changes to the games and shit like that. So I do applaud Bethesda for doing that, but it is a miss in this in this situation. It is a hundred percent a miss. Uh, I think you should have just put raiders in the fucking game to have that element of dangerous humans. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, there's always going to be those gamers that all they want to do is, I want to be a raider and fuck people up. Well, it's like, yeah, well, that's not that's why you play the game. Yeah. Like, they obviously want you to play this game as a vault survivor yeah. who's rebuilding the world, not some idiot who goes around killing the vault survivors. Yeah, it's not it's not a Bioware game where you get to choose sides. Uh, Fallout's never really been like that. I mean, you can certainly avoid people. You can lie to people. Uh, you can kill everybody if you want. But in terms of following the story, you're not a raider. Now, I know they put raider DLC in Fallout 4. Hey, that's cool. Go play Fallout 4 DLC. It's still there if you want that. It's still there for you. (laughs) Hey, man, if you want a good MMO, Legion is there for you still. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't understand all the criticism. It's like people want... They, they want a Fallout game, but they don't want it to be anything like Fallout. It's like they want the Fallout world, and then they want everything else to be different. It's like, well, then you don't want Fallout. Yeah, you don't want Fallout. Go play. I mean, Rage 2 is coming. Yeah, you, you, know, you just want to uh, fucking murder everyone? There you go. Yeah, that's going to be fun as shit, too. We're gonna, oh, that's going to be great. I mean, God, yeah, if they, you can... They, it, they, uh... they, they should just start making their games on the id tech engines, because... God, that fucking creation engine is bad. It is awful. Yeah. But, you know, the and this is a big problem with game development studios. I know you don't agree with what I'm saying here, but I understand why they do it because as a developer... Oh, no, I understand why they did it, but at the same time, it's like your incompetence is showing. Like, all the previous games use this same engine, right? And they kept it because the modders, like, you know, mod it. And like the modders are fixing all their problems. Like I feel like the Fallout 76 came out and then three weeks later they had a fix for the high frame rate, making everything speed up. Mm. That's been a problem since Morrowind. Which is another reason why Fallout 76 is great because for the first time Bethesda is fixing shit. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I really hope this is a wake up call for them and they look and say, I don't like, think so. We need to fucking uh, maybe change uh, shit up for starfield and i think they're gonna move on to starfield it's gonna be pretty decent because it's gonna be in space and i think that engine will work better in space because space is already kind of slow and clunky if they're gonna have to add more gravity and physics to that engine i don't know man i mean it just reeks of an engine that's been modified so heavily that it's starting to collapse under its own weight like fucking whatever here's the world of warcraft engine is the issue is bethesda has become too big of a player for uh for their publisher it's kind of the Kojima situation, right? If you look at Kojima, uh, he makes all these games for Konami that are super popular, and then he takes a break with his team to build this new engine from the ground up that's amazing. And then he puts this first game on it, and Konami is like, listen, this is taking way too long, and rushes it out, and it, 
it's not a complete failure, but people aren't a hundred percent happy. It, it wasn't the magnum opus that it could have been. Uh, and then he, he has to, his whole team has to walk away from this engine. They spent all this time building just to use some European teams, fucking engine and heavily modify it. And now he's going to be stuck with that engine, modifying it for a long time. Uh, the problem with Bethesda is they what they have to do, well, well not what they what they need to do, is take a break from making games and build an engine from the ground. I but mean, they don't, not, they don't even really need to do that. They got all these other fucking companies working for them. They yeah, have engines that work just maybe, fine. Maybe I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't they know could how do easy it. it is to put like that kind of shit in id tech. I don't know in terms of okay, maybe not id tech, but I mean, look at uh, Dishonored. Very yeah. similar to the Skyrim with picking up items, and it has way better combat. That's true. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just the reason I say they're incompetent is because they've always just released a game on a shitty engine and let the community fix their problems. But I think that's their publisher. I think their publisher keeps pushing them to constantly put out that next game, and they they don't have that time to stop. Kojima had that time to stop because he was VP, and then it even it got him in the trouble in trouble with konami to the point where they fucking let him go like i think uh i think zenimax or whoever the fuck it is that owns bethesda needs to needs to be the ones to say hey you guys need to take some time and figure out a different engine but they're not going to do that what zenimax is going to do is shit fallout 76 wasn't that greatly received hurry up and start working on that other one you guys got lined up with everybody excited about well fallout 76 kind of ruined whatever kind of community goodwill that they had that they built up over the years so any well, kind of leeway that the community was going to give Starfield, that's all gone now. Well, I don't know. I think that's just unfair. I think people are people have been saying Maybe, it all. But like, it's the truth. People have been that's saying shit like, "Oh man, Bethesda is on their back foot now." No, they're not. They had one fucking bad game out of multiple successes throughout time. People are just asking. No, I'm just saying, like before Fallout 76, they could like do no wrong. Oh right? yeah, I know, I know. It's just people are assholes. And and they forget all the good shit you've done for the one bad thing you did. You know, Louis C.K. is hilarious. Yeah, but that's oh, what I'm saying. I mean, somebody. yeah, it's maybe it's not fair, but that's the way it's it's going to be. So what's going to yeah. happen when Starfield comes out, right? And they're they like might halfway. Not even be able to do Starfield. They might. Zenimax might be like, listen, you need to work on. I don't. Well, I mean, they should. You know, but they're not they going to. They've already announced. Elder Scrolls 6. I think that was a mistake. I mean, I they, think they should skip Starfield and do Elder Scrolls 6 first, then do Starfield. To, well, because yeah, because what I'm afraid of is after Fallout 76, they're going to continue making Starfield on the same engine, release it, and instead of going into the game thinking like, oh man, this is going to be a great Bethesda game, now fresh in everyone's memory is Fallout 76, and they're going to yeah. pick it to death. And what's going to happen? They're going to be halfway, 75% done with Elder Scrolls 6 when shit's going to hit the fan for them. And they're just going to have to start over or knowingly release a shit game. Well, listen, I'm with you. I, I'm afraid of that because the commu- the video game community has become such an entitled piece of shit group of people. It's fucking, it's, it's ridiculous. As somebody that's been playing games since I was a fucking child, this shit is ridiculous. Like n- now people are calling Bethesda the new EA. Give me a fucking break. Well, that's it's mostly not- because they, there was code found where they're going to put loot boxes into Fallout 76. Yeah, whatever. But they didn't. Not yet. No, it's probably some leftover shit from the, that they were planning to do but never did. Well, like, it remains to be seen. I so mean, I'm not going to judge them for something that hasn't been done yet. And you, but... you nailed it. Like the next fucking game they make is probably going to be decent, but it's going to be nitpicked before anybody fucking touches it. 
because this community this community is killing games that are released like so many game atlas is such a good fucking game and they're trying to fucking the community the gaming community is trying their hardest to destroy it because it's not good enough to just say i don't like the game and move on it's got to be fucking well old. they're all full of piss and vinegar like we were 10 years ago you know where you didn't know a whole lot but you were very opinionated and you just fucking you know, we, we've we've moved past that phase. You know, it's like if a game isn't good, we don't play it. We're not going to fucking bitch about it and force them to change it and try to make it into the game we want. We know that that's not going to fucking happen. They're just going to make shit worse. So we just bitch about it on this podcast and that's it. <laughs> I just, I'm tired of people with that mentality of like, I don't like anything about this game. You need to change it all because I like it. It's like, no, there are so many games out there now that if you don't like it, just don't play it. Let developers be developers. Stop forcing them to take all the feedback from the community, from the vocal minority that doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, and killing their games. I mean, sometimes they're right, but... Like, for example, uh, Armor in Blackout. Jesus. Oh, yeah, I said it. (laughs) Fucking take Armor out of Blackout. But see, that's not me saying, I don't like the armor or the guns or uh the the character models and i don't like all this shit about and you should change it all change the game that's that's armor is collectively a bad idea i don't think anyone can agree i don't think anyone that says armor is good in the game is bad at the fucking game it's the only argument that i've seen for armor it's not a good argument but this is the argument um there was some guy who was like i like the idea that not everyone who or like whoever gets shot at first dies. He's like, I like gunfights and I like that. If I get shot at, I can turn around and have a fighting chance. And that is where you're wrong. Well, armor doesn't necessarily mean that though. Yeah. Well, that's part one. Part two is that if you get caught out in the open, you get shot in the head, you should be dead. And what did you learn? Don't be out in the the open. Here's what people need to understand. If you want a shooter that isn't, that is like, uh, so there's two types of shooters. The first type of shooter is the standard shooter. It's it's like Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, Battlefield. It's trying to repl- replicate real-world weapon-type physics and controls. Okay? The idea is they want to try and put you in a situation. I mean, Call of Duty used to never have fucking hit health bars. Now they have health bars, and it's starting to show their infrastructure on their servers are a problem. Uh, before health bars, you never fucking knew how bad it was. Uh also, um, fun fact for all, all you listeners out there, if you play uh, Call of Duty, um, go and turn the hit markers off because it really shows how bad the hit detection is. Well, the hit marker problem is that you shoot something and get a hit marker and it stays up on your screen for like literally two seconds. That's that's not how. Well, also, it's like it, it's in multiplayer. Every gun is hit scan, right? You think you're getting a but hit, but you're not. It's just still linked. You could shoot someone at any distance and the sound and the hit marker shows up like a split second after you shoot, right? Like it's trying to simulate bullet travel time, but it's just, it's awkward. It's like, and that's like from five feet away. And now you, now you try to add in like bullet travel time and bullet drop and all that in blackout. And that's just another part of the equation that can go wrong. And it all compounds into uh, a really fucking shitty experience. I can't tell you how many times I've just unloaded on a guy who has armor and just ting 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 ting
if you don't have the proper information in a video game, there's no way to learn from the mistakes you make. And if I'm shooting at a guy and it looks like I'm hitting him constantly because of a goddamn hit marker, but I've actually only hit him twice and that hit marker stayed up for the entire six-second encounter, I think I'm hitting him every time. So I, I don't know that I'm missing. So I can't correct myself without somehow watching back a video at fucking 25, 0.25 times speed to see exactly where my cross is, where when the bullet went up. The biggest problem, and I'm again, with the armor thing, it's not trying to change the game because we think it should be this way. Listen, if 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 they want to keep armor in Blackout, fine. We'll move on to another fucking game that decides not to put armor in their fucking game. But the reason why the argument doesn't hold up that if I'm out of position and I get shot, I want to be able to turn around and shoot because I don't want this game to be about whoever shoots first. Uh, sorry, that's how it works. If you want to play a game that isn't designed to simulate battle, go play Overwatch. It's there for you, okay? Yeah, there are go games play out Fortnite. There. there are games out there that let you survive encounters because you got shot already. I mean, Fortnite's one of the most popular ones out there. Why are you even playing Blackout? If that's your concern, if your concern is, I don't want to get shot, and then, you know, I don't want to get PUBG'd where I'm, I get shot and I just die because I didn't even know where the guy was at first, and now he's... Let me tell you something about that situation, okay? You're a loser in that situation. Not overall, not in your life in general, just in that situation. You're a loser. Well, not necessarily you in your life. You fucked up, okay? You made the mistake. You got out of position without scanning your environment, okay? If you go back to PUBG, the, PUBG was, yes, I get it. Call of Duty is a faster-paced game. And, hey, I'd love it to be that way. But unfortunately, they keep putting sniper rifle damage in the game and keep fucking nerfing it like everything else and trying to focus on this sniper rifle gameplay that shouldn't even exist. They shouldn't even have snipers in Call of Duty BR. But whatever. It's already there. So we have to deal with it now. The point is when you have when you're looking when you're standing in a tree line and you got an open field in front of you, going through that open field is a gamble. And the way gambling works is you roll a dice and you either hit the number you're wanting or you don't. There's no, oh, I rolled the dice, but then I, I saw that it wasn't going to hit the number, so I got to go in there and spin it another time to get another chance. That's not how gambling works, okay? That's called a crutch. You're wanting to add a crutch to the game because you're like a skill. I mean, sometimes you're just in a no-win situation. I mean, there's been a bunch of times where we just get trapped between a team and the circle and we have to fucking push and in. that's our fault. That's yeah, never well, that's our fault or you're just the victim of circumstance, but you shouldn't be able to be uh -huh. like, oh, well, I don't like it this situation. I should be able to fight made. my way. Like, no, sometimes you just can't. It all comes down to choices being made, and certainly there are some choices that do end up being random, like you don't know where the circle's going to end up when you first drop, right? Uh, you don't really know where people are going. You know, they're, they're, And we've talked about this with BR for a, lot of, a long time. Each BR game that's out there does something right. PUBG does it right when it comes to how far people can go from the plane. Okay, If you sit on the plane in PUBG and look at where people are going, you know where they're going to be. If somebody drops out of the plane immediately, they're not going to end up on the other side of the map with you. It's never going to fucking happen. Okay? So you know as the circle closes in where these fucking people are coming from. So if you see a team drop to your east, you know, okay, there's a team that's going to be farther to our east. We got to worry about that coming into the circle. In Blackout, it's literally, well, people usually drop at cargo, so 
I guess we got to keep looking in that direction, even though we don't know for sure if somebody did. Yeah, they added streamers and shit in the game. That doesn't really help, okay? Because people can still jump out of the plane and fly halfway, more than halfway across the fucking map and land wherever the fuck they want. So it, it's it's a real gamble. The sound design is pretty bad in the game, so you don't know where people are at. Yes. So I can, I can understand your armor argument a little bit, but at the end of the day, your argument is really just there's other aspects of the game that suck, so armor needs to stay. No, not true. Okay, I, I'm a firm believer in fixing all problems, not just putting Band-Aids on a problem that already exists. Fix the problem instead of putting Band-Aids over it. Because you put Band-Aids over it, eventually you're just going to have this big fucking clump of a mess that's never going to be fixed. You know how hard it's going to be to fix it at that point? All you're doing is advocating for the game developer to keep these shitty ideas in the game. If you're in a tree line and you're going to run out in the open field, you're taking a gamble. End of story. If you get shot at because somebody was watching that field and saw your dumbass and they kill you, you deserve to die. But if you're smart enough to say, you know what, I'm not going to take the gamble. Instead of being greedy, I'm going to leave early so I can go around this tree line and stay in the trees. And hey, guess who you might stumble upon? The guy watching the field. And now you're on an even playing field. Now suddenly it's it's even. That's just the way it is. Okay? You just... Yeah, I get it. There's random in the game. Fuck. I wish there wasn't. I wish I knew exactly where the circle was going to be. I'd never put myself in a position where I'm running into a circle. But, you know, everybody likes random. You can't like random and like armor at the same time. It's just not It's not possible. You can't do it. You, you, well, the less people that are in the game, the less random it is. Like, that's why everyone at the end has level 3 armor, because everyone, either... Yeah. You survived because of the level 3 armor, or you killed someone with level 3 armor and took it. Or you stayed in the game and never killed anybody and just got all those drops that nobody was around, you know? Especially near the end of the game. End of the game, the circle gets so small, and they only do drops. I just think drops are stupid. I think drops should be called in only from an item that's rare. I think there should, at the beginning of the game, here's what I think should happen in every BR game. All of them, not just Blackout. At the beginning of the match, when everybody's in the plane, all the planes, you see, like, maybe 20 planes in the air one of them's got all the people the other one's got packages and they just litter the field with packages and you can see where they're dropping you can go to those immediately or you can you can wait it out and just they'll be there okay uh maybe you get like 20 packages on the whole fucking map and then from there the only packages that drop in the game is a fucking item that you can find very rarely that calls in a drop on top of you so people know where you're at where it's going like oh my god there's a plane in the sky well let's follow it we can go to where that person's at and fight over it the whole purpose of br is to get people together to fight that's the whole purpose of it the whole point is you have this big fucking map and you're looting and you're trying to get these players to combat each other by by getting them together by shrinking the map boundaries you can also do that with drops. Now, they already try to do that. The idea is that people will go to drops, but that's not how it works. The drops come down so fucking fast, and they always come down in, and they come down in areas where nobody's at. And you get to the end of the game, and you get everybody's got tier three armor because it's so easy to get a drop uncontested. Just so fucking easy. A lot of people don't even bother because a lot of them are of the run and hide mentality, and they don't want to fight that's someone. That's right. That's right. That is correct. Just, just take armor out of the game. It's not necessary. Okay? I mean, I time to kill is head, fine without it. Yeah, time to kill is just fine without I it. I don't even mind it. snipers. My problem isn't that people hit me with headshots from across the map with a sniper. It's that I can't fucking hit shit with a sniper. 
Well, the problem I and have with snipers not... is I shoot somebody and I hit their armor, and then I shoot somebody and I hit their armor. Uh, you like you watch the last game we played Friday night. Friday night we had a great time in our last game. Uh, and at the end of the game, we're like, this game's trash. But we spend the whole game, we kill like several teams. And we spend, and I, I got this sniper rifle, and I pop a guy on a roof, I hit his armor. I pop another guy peeking out the window. I, I down him, I guess maybe I got a headshot. And then I go out, I go around the building, and there's two guys out front, and I hit them three times with a shotgun. Each one hits armor before I have to fall back because I lost health, and you guys clean them up. It's like, just let me kill people, you know? Those guys yeah. had no idea I was to their left. I should have won that fight 100%. But what happened? I shot him three times, and he turns and throws a fucking cluster grenade that lands near me and explodes immediately because the grenade timers are random as well <laughs> for no fucking reason. And I take so much fucking damage, I'm almost dead. I have to repair my armor and heal up. Jesus Christ. And by the way, armor repairs a fucking band-aid. See how it's already starting to become a problem? Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. You want to keep armor, keep level one armor. There shouldn't be anything that mitigates headshots like that. Not from a fucking high caliber right. sniper rifle that shoots you in the fucking head. Not only that, but make armor only available in fucking drop. 100%. Nowhere else on the map. There, there's got to be... You got to give people... Like, the whole point of drops is that you take this big risk to get a big reward. But then you go into it and it's like, level two armor. I already have level two armor. And a fucking Titan. Kitted out Titan. I already have a gun kitted out. This is nothing. PUBG got it right in that regard. It would always have the highest level helmet, which I, I don't think should be there, but whatever. But it would always all it would also only have weapons that you could only get in fucking drop. There were weapons that you could only get in drops. Fucking game developer. I mean, it gives you a what, 10 to 12 bullets before you die with level 3 armor? Yep. That's too many. That's too many. Way too fucking many. It's It, it lets <clears throat> you survive a headshot. Nothing should let you survive a headshot. especially At with least not the weapons in this game. Especially with a paladin. Stop trying to be other BRs. Why is PUBG unsuccessful right now? Because Fortnite did something different. So if you're going to make your own BR, stop emulating the failures. Stop it. You have to be something different. You're not going to compete with Fortnite. It's not going to happen. I'd say it's pretty different than Fortnite. It's just... It is. It is. It's a shame. It, it, it is different, <clears throat> but they still do stupid fucking concepts like shields and armor and... I mean, healing on the move is one of the best fucking things that it, it, I can't even imagine. I've watched people play PUBG and Fortnite since I've been playing Blackout. I can't even imagine what it's like to stop moving and healing. My God, let me just sit still and crouch down while I fucking bandage. Meanwhile, fucking Blackout is just fucking stimming yourself with shit. Oh, I'm good to go, man. Yeah, and that's so the other problem with... Uh the time to kill and shit is that because you can move and shoot like people can just poke behind a rock heal and poke out again, fully, fully but healed. The, and they all, the problem there is armor because they should just, yeah, you shouldn't be able to do that. You get shot seven times in the fucking head. This game feels you shouldn't be able perfect to just... in the beginning. Like every time you land somewhere and you fight people, it feels perfect. When you're not getting overwhelmed by more people than you, 
it feels perfect. When you land and pick up a gun and you start engaging with people who have zero armor, it feels perfect. You put a couple shots in somebody and they're down. You put a couple shots in another person, they're down. You get to mid-game and you put an entire magazine into somebody before they go down and you're like, I got to back up and reload to get this guy and he's already fallen behind a rock where his friend's picking him up. So you try to chuck a grenade uh, hoping you can figure out the trajectory of it. Like, so you aim high and it goes way too far. <laughs> like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yep, so that's like uh, maybe once a week kind of thing. An hour a week. I'll still play multiplayer, Fridays. but... Do Fridays. Friday is PUBG... Or... Four. Friday is Neither Battle, of those. Battle Royale night. That's what Friday is. Until we get bored of it. Well, we we've been... Uh, we're right in the middle of our Resident Evil semi-marathon. Well, it was a marathon. Now it's, it's fallen off a little bit, but we're still we there. We played... Uh, Remake two, three, four, five. All we're gonna play of six, seven, <laughs> or six. My God, and we still have zero, and you still have to finish three and four zero. and five. Yeah, I uninstalled four. I'm not finishing it before remake. Uh, you don't think so? We got a while. There's what 19 days. No, uh, I still. I am. I am gonna do three, and I am gonna do a. Pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna do like four to five runs of re uh, remake number one, uh, <clears throat> and then and then and then probably just do some two. You know, a couple well, rounds. The question is, so huh, let me pull up a calendar here. Worst case is I can't make it, and I just like while you're playing Resident Evil, I'm I'll play Final Fantasy or something. Well, um, the 25th is the release date for Resident Evil 2 Remake. That's a Friday. I've taken that Friday off. Is it the 28th? I thought it was the 25th. 25th. That's what I said. 25th is a Friday. Okay. 26th is Saturday. 27th is my birthday. That's a Sunday. Well, that, well that's. does it come out Friday morning, or is it going to be Steam know. level, like 12 a.m.? But uh, And then well, Friday's Monday. blackout so, day, by the way. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Just, yeah. So uh, that Friday the 25th, I took off work, and the Monday after the 28th, I took off work. So my plan is on the 24th. Hopefully by then we'll know when exactly the game's coming out. I'm going to just, until I hear otherwise, assume that it's midnight or shortly after midnight. I'm going to be sitting there hitting the refresh button on Steam. I'll probably It'll probably be preloaded at that point. So as soon as it's ready to go, I'm going. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to play on Thursday the 24th? Which Resident Evil game? Are, Resident are Evil gonna... 2. You want to play 2? The original 2 and then go into Remake 2? Yep. Okay. That's the plan. So that's what we're doing. In fact, the way we'll be doing it is if it's a if it's a midnight release, we'll be playing 2 up until midnight and then move over. Uh, if it's a 12 in the morning thing, then I guess we'll have to get sleep or some shit. <laughs> 12 in the morning? What do you I'm mean? Sorry, 12, yeah, 12 a.m. 12 in the a.m. No, if it's 12 a.m., I'm staying up Thursday and downloading it and playing it Friday, 12 a.m. Sorry, 12 p.m. I meant 12 p.m. Sorry, wrong thing. It's the opposite of what I was thinking. I just wish they would fucking keep it consistent. Worst case, this is the absolute worst thing that can happen. Uh, it's like, oh, no, it's the 25th in Japan. 
which is like you know actually 2 p.m on the 24th when i'm at work yeah <laughs> and i gotta sit there not able to focus on anything Just i'm supposed to be doing early <laughs> well, well i, I can't can... do that without notice it's fucking. It's just over two weeks away. Like well, you could also just be like, us. you know what? Uh, I have decided that I'm uh, leaving. <laughs> hey, or just be, or just don't pay attention to it. Don't even look into it on the twenty fourth. Don't pay any attention to anything going I'm on. I am not going to be able to do that. I'm going to know somehow. I can always just say I'm not feeling good. Yeah. I got sick time again. I'll just take the 24th off. <laughs> that might be redundant. I don't want to use up all my fucking time. I got a whole year. Yeah, but you need the 24th so you can sleep all day and be up all night. <laughs> I have no problem being up all night for something like that. The only time I have a problem staying up is if there's not really anything new going on. I might even just do an accidental 24-hour stream. Mm. So I tried um, the twenty four hour one time, couldn't do it. Really, I did like a thirty seven hour week, stream one. You were there. We did dead by, dead by daylight. Remember that? I wasn't there for the whole thing though. Yeah, you weren't there for the whole thing, but it was you and Royal and Nanner. Man, I I fucking I played Overwatch for like thirty. I tried hours to do straight. Metal Gear Solid five. Twenty four hours, couldn't do it. It's like so uh, after you you've played pretty much all the Resident Evils now. Yeah. How about you go on a rant about your experiences with Resident Evil? Because they've heard it from me. You're well, the played, you're the fresh um, eyes. I played one when I was a kid. My brother. A lot of... I mean, I have the same kind of fucking story as everybody else. I fucking video games didn't really... It wasn't really a thing. Brother brings home a PlayStation. Whoa, right? <laughs> like, I, uh, I grew up... Just to iterate on that... I grew up my whole life playing like Sega Genesis and uh, my brother had a, my older brother had a super Nintendo and uh, I would go to his house and play that. Even then the Nintendo had the inferior system, but yeah, go right. ahead. But I would, I played Sega Genesis and I had like the Sega CD and I play the shit out of that. But when I, when I played it, I wasn't, I wouldn't have described myself as a gamer like I would now because it was more like how a kid plays games, you know, like these Fortnite kids. I mean, like, I not to be, mention most games that came out back then were like actual arcade games. So there wasn't yeah, a whole lot of you can't like you can't Revenge fucking stay up for eight hours. I play like Revenge of Shinobi or something. Or yeah, Double like Switch. I got real good at the first 10 levels of Zombie Eight Zombies Ate My Neighbors, you know. <laughs> so I would play that, but I wouldn't play a hardcore. I play it until I died, which was like one or two screens. And then I'd go outside and play with my friends. I was a little bit of a, a degenerate as a kid. I smoked. I, uh, you know, I went into woods with my friends and fucking just hacked on trees and shit. And yeah, that's what being a kid was like in the eighties and nineties. Skate, skateboarding. I did the same corporate shit. Corporate parking lots and shit like that. Woodland forts and shit and yeah. rope swings and yeah. <laughs> uh, and then one day, my brother brings home a PlayStation One, and my not my oldest brother, but my my the one above me one uh, brings home a playstation one and final fantasy seven and he's playing it. it's the game of the year edition so i think it was like 1998 at the time no it's like 
it was like 1999 because I, I remember Final Fantasy IX was coming out a couple months after all of this shit. So Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation, I, I sit there watching play and I'm enthralled by it. I'm like, what the f***? This is for, for no reason. I can't remember why I thought this was cool or interesting. So he's playing it and he does the classic thing that he always did. He played it till he fell asleep because he, he would stay up all night and sleep during the day. Uh, and so he fucking passes out and I just start playing that fucking game. I'm just sitting there. I didn't even have like a bed bed. I had like a bed that was just a mattress on the ground <laughs> on the floor. Right. So I'm just sitting like two feet off the floor playing this fucking game on a television that's on a dresser that's like maybe six feet up. <laughs> okay. So I'm sitting yeah. here playing this fucking game. There weren't setups and... back then. It was just where <laughs> things were. <laughs> so I'm playing this game and I remember thinking like I was close to beating it. Like when you when you play Final Fantasy Seven, you're you're in Midgar. And there's like the first, the first two hours of the game is Midgar, and I'm I'm playing it, and that's what I was used to was games about that long. I'd beaten a couple games, and they usually ran about an hour or two. So I get to the end of it, and it's like uh, you you finally leave Midgar, and it feels like you're beating the game, but no, there's this giant 38 hour world left to go. Yeah. And it's the first time I was ever in my life at school wanting to be home playing the fucking video game. I remember my friend came over that I would go out into the woods and do shit with, and I just dismissed the shit out of him. He just sat there and watched me play, and I ignored his ass <laughs> played the video game because <laughs> I didn't want to leave. I wasn't. I'm not sorry. I'm not done with this game. I finished that game, and I know this is Resident Evil related, but I'm going to get to it. I finished that game and uh, played Final Fantasy VIII, which was out because I finished the game. I'm like, man, that was great. I need more of that. And then I learned Final Fantasy VIII was out already, so I. Have, have my mom take me and we bought that shit. It's greatest hit, twenty bucks. Fucking played that, and uh, or it wasn't the greatest hit at the time. I still have the jewel case on it, but uh, played that game. And then I had to wait a couple months for Final Fantasy Nine. But I remember during this period of time, during this initial phase of me playing that, my brother, because it was his PlayStation, he would take it over sometimes and play what he wanted. I remember he play Resident Evil One, and I was scared as fuck of that game. Like it was, it was scary. Okay, I used to. I was a little bitch as a child, okay? When we lived in Kannapolis, we lived in this brick home that some of these older homes on like uh, some of these like California Street and Florida Avenue and all that shit. We lived on this house that had, I remember, very vaguely remember this because I was really young at the time. I had to be like three or four years old or something. Super young. It's like some of my earliest memories. And we had like a kitchen and a living room. And then there was this hallway that went back. And on the left was my door. But before I got to my room, with, there was like my parents' room to the right, and then after that was my my room and my brother's room. My brother's room was on the right, and I was I never went into my parents' room. I don't know if my parents were just like my whole young life, like don't go in our fucking room, because <laughs> I had this stigma about my parents' room. And you'd go back there, and the the hallway light was not at the front of the hallway; it was back towards the back of the. Oh, hallway. So you had to walk in the dark right? a little bit. Yeah, I had to walk in the dark past their dark room that was always. Open. I remember I would run past that fucking door every time. <laughs> run past that door. So you can imagine watching my brother play fucking Resident Evil One and that first scene with the zombie and shit, and like you, you get a lot of camera angles in that game where you don't know there's a zombie there and it's a jump. Yeah. So I watched him play that quite a bit. I remember playing a little bit of it, but I never beat it. And I think I watched him beat it, and that was it. And I never really played Resident Evil 2. I saw him play a little bit of Resident Evil 2 because my brother was the kind of guy that would buy... You know, you'd, you would get a PlayStation, and then it would come with, like, a handful of games because somebody was selling it with a bunch of used shit. So he had, like, Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2. 
I, I remember playing Men Nemesis. I had, I had matured up a little bit on that and played a little bit of Nemesis, and that was pretty freaky. You know, uh, my brother would. Just yeah, I've told you this before. The first time I played Nemesis, because Nemesis and Code Veronica came out at around the same time, and I already moved on to a Dreamcast. My friend yeah. got rid of his PlayStation, so we rented a PlayStation. We rented Resident <laughs> Evil Three, and we forgot to rent no a memory card. No memory card. So Yikes. yeah, take everything you know about Resident Evil Three Nemesis, and then add no saving, <laughs> mandatory, on top of it. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> that's hard mode. <laughs> yeah, let's piss your pants. Hard Meanwhile, mode. like I didn't. It was our first playthrough. We didn't know that you didn't have to fight Nemesis until like the last, the last time you fight him. <laughs> so you're just sitting there fighting him and shit. Yeah, and we got to the point where we beat him like two or three times. And then there was that one where you fight him, go two screens away, and he's back, and you got to fight him again. That game is still, even now playing that game recently, it's still really fucking persistent with him showing up. Like, yeah, I can't imagine what that was like for me as a kid. I can't even remember. I think I blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> Just the footstep noise and him fucking running after you like full speed when you get into the fucking precinct. Yeah, oh, and man. sometimes he has a rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I never really played outside of that. I played four a little bit. I don't remember the first time I played four, but I do remember I played four in like 2008 in Malaysia. I had nothing to do. Played it on the Wii. I'm pretty sure I beat it. I, I kind of remember beating it, but I don't remember like all the details after we've played it recently. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I thought I beat it. Maybe I was like, yeah, I beat that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Never played five. Well, that's not true. I owned five on the PlayStation Three and played it, but I never defeated. I, I never finished it because Jesus Christ, playing that game solo. Yeah, it can be rough. pretty pretty rough. But at least it's not, uh, you know, having to escort Ashley Graham everywhere. I mean, of course, the AI partner might be a fucking idiot, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but at least not, she shoots. At least she follows you without just. Leon. Uh, yeah, they don't <laughs> just fucking carry her away. Game over. <laughs> I didn't play anything else beyond that except for seven when it came out because I was hyped for that at the time. I think you and I both played that on launch. We'd already been hanging out by then. Uh, and I, at that point, I had played Amnesia, Soma, all these other uh, games like that, Outlast. So horror games have kind of become a thing that I enjoy playing Dead Space. So going back to Resident Evil has been pretty interesting and fun. I, I fucking... I love nostalgia, man. Nostalgia is my jam. When I go to sleep at night, I watch people play Final Fantasy VIII and shit like that. And I'll wake up in the middle of the night with some fucking battle music going because <laughs> when I went to sleep, they were playing at the start of the game and it's just like, ding, 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 you know, the fucking nostalgic music and shit. And then fucking I'm asleep and I wake up and just, bam, 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 bam. Jesus. <laughs> so I got to turn it down and shit. <laughs> like, uh, so... I fucking love nostalgia. So playing these games have been fun because it's nostalgia. It's gotten me wanting to play Final Fantasy again and shit like that. It's got it's got me wanting to be like the kind of person that just streams old games more than anything. Like I I am one hundred percent ready to stream all the Final Fantasy games or you know I, when we were doing our retro Throwback Thursday shit that was really fun. Yeah, there's not a ton to do, but well, it's harder now because you can't get ROMs anymore. At least well, not there easily. Are certainly, still someplace. <laughs> uh, certain retro games suck though I, I I don't know like PlayStation era for me I think I could play just about anything PlayStation era at this point it's just, it sucks because I'd rather Resident I'd rather not 
I'd rather not emulate. And there's two games in yeah. particular. There's Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Resident Evil Code Veronica. Both of those, if you have Xbox, uh, Xbox 360 or PS3, you can get them digitally. They've already remastered them and re-released them, but you can't get them on, let alone PC, you can't get them on current generation consoles. Mm. They just, I don't know why. Like, they just refuse to fucking release them. You would think mm-hmm. at least Code Veronica at this point, right? With, you know, Resident Evil 2 coming out. I think we talked about it, though. These games, the way they feel, Resident Evil feels, it's like Dark Souls. They feel good to play uh, over and over, multiple times. It's not something where it's the type of game. It, that it you feels beat. like you're getting better. Yeah, you beat the game and you're like, oh, let's do it again. That's good. You can't really do that with a Final Fantasy game because you put 40 fucking hours into it and maybe 60 to 100 if you're fucking trying to get everything. But a game like Resident Evil, I, I think that's really fun just going again, you know, memorizing all the locations. I've seen how fast you can go. I mean, I'm not, I'm into speed running, but not like fucking glitching and shit. I mean, I would play, <laughs> well, I would definitely I mean, I don't even... speed run at it with playing it with like normal parameters and shit. I mean, even though, like, here's the thing about Resident Evil is, like, when I go into a run, I feel stressed out. Like, oh, God, this is going to be the hardest thing ever. Actually doing it is never as bad as I make it out to be in my head. Well, I don't want to follow still, timers. Yeah, I yeah. still don't want to. Like, I've, I fucking earned infinite ammo rocket launcher. I want to fucking use it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, and, I, and, like, I know that, like, I watch speedrunners play these games. Like, if you want to, like, remake, for example, you run faster if you have no weapons out. Right, you're supposed mm-hmm. to avoid pretty much everything, and even then, like they know exactly which items to pick up, exactly how much ammo they need. Like that's too much. Like I'll pl- I'll beat it as fast as I can and just use nothing but a rocket launcher while avoiding mostly everything. But I don't know. It it seems too stressful for the rest of that. Mm. I got yeah. you, you saw me get fucked out of a speed run yesterday. I was it was my third run of the day. And I was doing shitty ending, no save. And I was on Lisa Trevor and she did this thing that I've never seen before. She jumped and landed like 10 feet from me. And, you know, she can knock you off the edge. (laughs) She can knock you off the edge. I've been knocked off the edge before where she like walks up to you and just like bashes you with her fist and you fall off the edge. This time she jumped about 10 feet away, turned away from me and shot these fucking tentacles out of her back that knocked me off the edge. Never seen that before. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, if I were a speedrunner, I would just be like, well, time to go again. But for me, there's there's no coming back from that. I need a break now. <laughs> yeah, I, sometimes you got to take breaks from shit like that. Yeah. And then we played uh, We Were Here, which is a free-to-play game. Never heard of it. It's not bad. I wouldn't mind yeah. playing the other ones. I mean, we could play We Were Here again the other way around just to see. You could. I'll be the brains this time. <laughs> I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV again. Uh, I think it's kind of superior to World of Warcraft. I know we we stopped because World of Warcraft was coming out with the next expansion, and Legion was so good, we were like, oh, man. Well, the thing I didn't like about Final Fantasy XIV was that playing a mage seems slow, and the animations are kind of Japanese-y and gay. Yeah, it doesn't have that World of Warcraft arcadiness to it, you know? You play a game like WoW, and uh, you hit the button, and things happen immediately. 
You know, you play a game like Final Fantasy XIV, and their, their character will, like, hold an animation a little bit, so you'll slide across the ground a little. It's got that un, that older MMO feel to it. But, well, for example, I cast a I like spell. The this spell is called Fire. <laughs> and it's like you got this, like, magic wand thing, and you hit the button, and he does, like, this crouch and stand and twirl and spin and float in the air a bit, and then he kind of, like, pokes his magic wand out with his pinky out. And it's like, You, uh, you would definitely like Red Mage better. <laughs> probably, yeah. They're casting, like, Fyrega and shit. Well, if I ever go back to it, then yeah, but I can't. I can't afford a subscription right now. Yeah, well, we got plenty of stuff on the plate. Yeah, so Resident Evil Two is the next big one, and Anthem. then uh, Anthem after that, oh, and then we got to go back Anthem to like Monster Hunter 16th. World and Witcher. Anthem is the sixteenth, I believe. It's in February. 22nd, actually. 22nd of February. We might have to fill some time in. I don't know if Resident Evil 2 Remake is going to last us to the 22nd of February. I mean, certainly we'll play the shit out of it. But 25th to the 22nd, I don't know if that'll be there. Hmm. Well, there's always The Witcher. We both have that. Well, that's going to take a lot more time than a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, but you don't need to play it straight through. We can always just... I'm pretty sure we're going to spend at least a week to two weeks. And then I'll only have like two weeks left to Anthem. There's still plenty of stuff we have that we, we could play. Uh, we might just hang out and I stream fucking Final Fantasy and you stream whatever, man. We might just do shit like that. I don't know. Uh, might do Tomb Raider, maybe the first Tomb Raider. Yeah, it turns out I don't have the first one. I have the second one. Oh, well, we do the second Tomb Raider. <laughs> I had the first one for Xbox. That's back when I only had well, The second one's better anyways, as far superior. I mean, naturally. It's a fucking expansion, or not expansion. <clears> yeah, and the third one will probably go on sale pretty soon. Yeah, I think that'll be later down the line, maybe end of the year. 2019. We still have Portal 2 as well, which we, we're, we're playing currently. I, I don't know if that game will last that long. It's nice and cute, but it's actually kind of boring now that I'm smarter than I was when I was... <laughs> well, you've done it all before. Yeah, that's true. I have done it all before. I need to let you solve the fucking puzzles. <laughs> Somebody hit me over there with a tack hammer, so I'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do we do this one? <laughs> He's never been the same since I hit him with that hammer. <laughs> <laughs> is that Monty? <laughs> Let's see. What else is there to talk about? There was a bunch of shit going down in December. What were people bitching about in December? I don't fucking uh, know. Red Dead Online. Something about loot boxes. Whatever. Whatever. It's always loot boxes. People keep calling loot boxes gambling. It's not gambling. Okay. Gambling is where you could potentially get nothing. Okay. I hate this shit where it's like, I didn't get what I wanted. That's not gambling, man. That's stupid. That's like buying a cheeseburger and there's no pickle on it. So you're like, this is gambling. No, it's not gambling. I wanted pickle on it, but they forgot to put pickle on it. That's gambling. And it's not gambling. Okay. You buy a box. Like, you know, it's fucking crazy. I think I was talking to you about this. Like, loot boxes 
people are freaking out over loot boxes, but nobody had a goddamn problem and still don't with like loot crates and shit. Like these fucking random nerd boxes that you subscribe to and they send you a box yeah. every month and it's got random shit in it. Every, nobody has a problem with that. We're going to call that gambling. If loot boxes are gambling, that's also gambling. You know what else is also gambling? Card packs. You could buy Magic the Gathering. It's illegal to buy Magic the Gathering cards now because we had to get the government involved with loot, loot crates and, and shit. Loot boxes are gambling. So our loot crates, so our fucking, uh, that's what will happen. So our cards. And if you sit there and you're like, no, loot boxes aren't gambling, but are gambling, but but Magic the Gathering aren't. It doesn't matter what your fucking opinion is, because as soon as it's classified as such, it's over. That's how law works. When you yeah. classify, when once you define something, it's defined. It's over. It doesn't matter if your opinion is different. The, their lawmakers aren't going to go like, yeah, but Magic the Gathering cards are pretty fun. <laughs> like, yeah, no one was like, hey, Dr. Kevorkian, that's murder. And he's like, no. He's like, well, yeah, it is. It doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. Not only that, but yeah, let's look at Overwatch as a prime example of loot boxes. They kind of popularized it to what it is right now. Uh, I mean, some people say Counter-Strike did, but I mean, Counter-Strike, you had to pay for keys. They were they were pretty scummy. They'd actually give you boxes, and then you had to pay for keys. Uh, yeah, Overwatch, no one had a problem with you that. Get a, Overwatch, you get a box, and you immediately get to open it. You know what Overwatch does? They give you dupes, and they reward you for it. Like, you get points. You get gold if you get a duplicate. Uh, Magic the Gathering, if you get all duplicates, that's what you got. So it, you got it two would of them. Be, it's actually more gambling than Overwatch's loot boxes are. So you people need to calm the fuck down. It's getting out of control, okay? Like I, I like mystery boxes. Mystery boxes is gambling. No, it's not. It's not gambling. Yeah, but here's the problem. Uh, gambling is addictive. No, it's not. You are, Stop. You're not a victim, okay? Take responsibility for your fucking actions. It's like me saying food is addictive. If you think that food isn't addictive... But then you think gambling is fucking addictive. You are a fucking cunt because you have no principles. It's just, it, it's not, you're categorically wrong though. Food is not addictive. Food is required, certainly. And overeating is a problem that a person has personally. I eat too much food because I don't have self-control over it. Okay. I'm like, man, I'm bored. I'll go eat. That's not because I have an addiction to food. It's because I can't, con it's because me, I'm not responsible enough to say, yo, am I hungry right now? <laughs> do I need to eat an entire, do I need to eat six tacos? Can't yeah. I just survive on four? That's like, <laughs> like $3 worth of tacos, my dude. <laughs> right. Like that's the problem. It's not, you're not a victim. Okay. Gambling is not addictive. It's not, yeah, but here's the thing. It is addictive because what happens is your body produces a chemical uh, and you get a rise out of that chemical when your body produces... That's true for almost anything, you fucking idiot. Yeah, hypothetical person arguing with Gabler. <laughs> fucking retard. Video games are addictive. Oh, now you're down that line. You're down that line of stupid fucking thinking. Congratulations. You're the same fucking person that sits in fucking Capitol Hill and is like, video games are addictive. We should ban them or regulate them. Sex is addictive. Porn is addictive. We should regulate it. Look how stupid you are all of a sudden. Hypothetical person. <laughs> 
Stop. Let people make their own fucking decisions. The correct path in life is to mind your fucking business and let people do as much harm to themselves as they fucking want to because it's none of your goddamn business. Rules to live by. A little politics injection in there. <laughs> what else? Oh, uh, so yeah, Battlefield 5 is still shit. I think we both uninstalled that. I'm waiting for yeah. fixes, more maps, more guns, a revamp to how the currency works. It's a damn shame. They could have just built off of what damn Battlefield shame. 1 did, but... <clears throat> yep. Nope. What else? What else you got? So what happens when we don't have an outline? Dead air. Well, I mean, we've been going for two hours now. It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, hour and 44 minutes and 13 seconds, exactly. Whatever, I was rounding. <laughs> I'm just rounding up to three hours. Rounding up to three hours. Did I say three? I said two. Yeah, I was exaggerating. I was rounding. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of shit that I, mean, I saw on Facebook that I probably should have saved, but yeah, there, there's stuff that happened that if we talk about it now, it's like now you're getting around to it. I don't, Somebody I don't even care about that. I just can't remember NES blaster. I know I saw something about that recently. Wow. I goes in with a. NES light gun and with tape on it and shit and robs a store. Some woman showed her tits on Twitch and uh, got partnership. That's the dream. Uh, a bunch of people are suing Fortnite for stealing their dances. Yeah, just that Carlton guy, which there's no, no there basis was a few more. That. Pretty sure there's no basis on that. You can't copyright a dance. I mean, I don't have an opinion. I don't really fucking care. I think I'm just glad that people are, smarter you know, than anything that will at least partially take a chip out of Fortnite. I'm happy with somebody smarter than me said that. Uh, you can't copyright a dance just like you can't copyright a note. Uh, you can't copyright a note because like a, a musical note, but you can copyright a song because it's a full performance. You can't copyright a dance move, but you can copyright like a dance performance, like chaining all of them together and shit like that. Uh, so the the Carlton cannot be copywritten because it's just a move. It's like copywriting, uh, you know, the cabbage patch or something like that. Like it's it's. Uh, yeah, and there was some kid that like did the floss. He was like the first person that did it. So he's suing them for copyright. Yeah, but the problem is you didn't even copyright that. <laughs> you have to fucking cut. You have to. Whatever. I know there are certain things where, like, if you do it first, but it's not going to happen. It's just people trying to make money off of it. Shame on them. Scumbags, a lot of them. Anybody that doesn't think those people are scumbags are probably also scumbags. Uh, kind of fucked up, you know? Oh, there was that, uh, Valve came out with that card game and everything was way overpriced. That yeah, was the thing that happened. Yeah, of course you barely heard anything about it. I mean, I saw more videos on our games shitting on Fallout 76 than I saw anything related to that. Like, they tried to bury Fallout 76, but then that fucking shit just disappeared under the radar. Because Valve... So much Valve dick sucking. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's not even deserved, man. Valve is uh, Valve created Half Life, and that's it. Everything else, they just took other people's shit and uh, helped them publish it. Valve is a game dispenser through and through. That's why they did so good with Steam. They were already used to it. You know, Counter Strike, Left 4 Dead, all that shit. They just took other people's shit and distributed it. Well, they're already talking about next gen NVIDIA GPUs coming on twenty in twenty twenty. Yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. Um everyone is talking about the seven nanometer process. Quantum it's like computers. is there a reason or, to really uh, give a shit about the size of the fucking chip? Yeah, because it means they can fit more on a standard board. That's the only reason. Like I mean, obviously, it means they could get shit down smaller for smaller devices, but for the computing, in terms of computing power, you never are going to really want a super small computer. You're always going to want a tower that has good airspace. So that just means that, you know, if you can if you can fit double the amount of fucking uh, processors on something of the same size, then basically you're just doubling your processing speed. I mean, there'll be stupid people out there that's like, I'm going to buy a fucking laptop for gaming. Well, you're an idiot, okay? <laughs> like, Yeah, uh, well, that'll be the... Uh, I'm skipping that generation. Spend that fucking money on a computer instead, on a PC, a personal computer tower, like a, a desktop computer, and you will get more lifespan out of it, and it will be easier to upgrade instead of throwing a fucking gaming laptop away after like three or four years. Oh, uh, Microsoft is doing away with Edge and doing something Chrome-based. Again, yeah. another okay. And it's true. I mean, I used Edge for a while, and there was just a lot of shit that wouldn't display correctly. Your shit just wouldn't work awesome because the dude. internet is built for Chrome now. <laughs> awesome. Some dude in the uh, Overwatch minor leagues pretended to be a girl and got on a team because of it. Um, ah, shit. And now um, he's getting a lot of. Stardew Valley black. has a BR mode mod. What? Yeah. Okay, that's just people need to calm the fuck down. Ark still has a BR mode that nobody fucking plays. Called Survival of the Fittest. You know, maybe one day we'll get a good BR. I like the mode. I like the idea that you don't have to really depend on a bunch of teammates. I like that they got duos and shit. Uh that's 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 great. More games need like two and three player support versus type situations and uh i think uh i think it's a good mode because people die and then they they're gone for good if you're going up against a team of four four in a br game you rarely get a guy that goes off by himself and tries to get behind you and fuck around sometimes that does happen but if your team is good enough and turns on that guy he's just dead and now you've increased the odds against the other team Whereas in a multiplayer game like Battlefield, people fly planes behind you and drop out and then just try to kill you. And they'll get like one or two kills and then die. And they just respawn, so they don't care. They don't care if they die. But in BR, they're gone for good when you kill them. It's just too many fucking BR games take forever to make somebody be gone for good. <laughs> yeah. I think it's got the potential to be one of the best uh, multiplayer first-person shooter modes out there. Maybe even third-person as well. Yeah, well, if the community keeps chiming in about how they think it should be, then it'll just always be fucking Fortnite. I got shot and I died. I don't like that. Making sure I don't die when I get shot. Yeah, I was watching a clip of Gold Glove the other day, and he was running in the blue, and his friend passes him on a... uh, His two friends, I think, pass him on a quad, 
and he's just running along a bridge and then suddenly he gets ran over from behind some guy in a truck and dies. You didn't ever hear the truck. He tweeted that. I replied to the tweet at Vondahar. <laughs> Sounds fine. Ship it. <laughs> uh, Jack Black started a gaming channel on YouTube and he's yeah, already crazy. more popular than anyone else ever because he's Jack Black. I like the guy, but uh, it's kind of cringy. He did the PewDiePie chair thing. That was hilarious. But some of it's a little too cringy. We'll see how it gets, you know? Good for him. Uh, I've always hated the idea of A-list celebrities moving into the streaming world and shit like that. I hated Drake playing with Ninja. I think it's fake and gay. Um, I don't even think Ninja was friends with Drake. I think Amazon set that up for him. Yeah, oh, sure. I, I said it. Uh, and they picked him to be the face of Twitch. That's why he dyes his fucking hair color, just like all these fucking YouTube idiots like Markiplier and Jacksepticeye, which they're not idiots. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, I was just going, uh, sorry, I was just autopilot there for a second. Uh, I just, I never, I, I can never get behind A-list celebrities doing shit like that, like Matthew Mercer doing D&D. Sure, it's kind of cool when they do voices and shit, but it's, it's actually a really good campaign. It's decent, but it's it's a little cringy for me sometimes to see AAA actors trying to act like they're normal people. I'm just a normal person. Sure you are. Okay, Queen of England? Sure. <laughs> I'm just a normal person like you. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. Don't tell me you're fucking normal when you live in a house that big. Right? Nobody needs that. Fucking Al Gore has a house that's like 10,000 square feet the fuck do you need 10,000 square feet for? Maybe property. Maybe like land. I got 10,000 square feet of land. Yeah, that makes sense. Fucking, what the fuck? A house, 10,000 square feet? Why? Gotta have house gas. (laughs) 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 It just doesn't make any sense. You know, you're wasting so much money heating and cooling that fucking place. And cleaning it, I know you got a fucking maid to handle that because there's no way you're doing that and going around doing fucking tours and shit with your fucking movie. So, like, don't pretend you're normal. Don't. I'm just saying, I don't, you don't have to act pompous, but don't come down to my level and be like, oh, you know what? I like mac and cheese. Fuck off. <laughs> it makes me <laughs> <Okay>. normal. <laughs> you don't know the shit that I deal with trying to fucking stream on Twitch to me and myself. I'm my biggest fan. I mean, that's true. <laughs> We're definitely the best Twitch streamers out there. Fucking I, you know what's normal, Jack Black? Uh, here's what's normal. If you want to be normal and start a YouTube channel, give me all uh, your money and start fresh. Uh, do it like do it like uh, some of these channels where they don't show their face. It's just their hands and they don't talk. And don't tell anyone you're Jack Black. And let's see how fast you rise to the top. Okay. Let's see how much of it is your entertainment skill and not just the name you've already fucking built. Because that's what's normal. Normal is starting a YouTube channel and nobody fucking watching it. Okay? I mean, the fact that he started a YouTube gaming channel and probably a Twitch channel soon and didn't name it Blackjack is telling. No creativity at all. No creativity. (laughs) Blackjack. And he comes up in blackface? No. Fucking, that'd be hilarious. (laughs) 
how to kill a Twitch stream in 10 seconds. <laughs> but it's not even like, dude, it's like, you just, oh, he's the fastest rising guy on YouTube right now. Yeah, no shit. He's got every fucking person on YouTube talking about it because he has money he can do. Anyone who's been in a movie can just go start a fucking YouTube Listen, channel. Let me tell you something. Give me give me uh give me a hundred thousand dollars. I will have every I will have a YouTube channel fucking grown no problem. Money money is where that you gotta have money to invest to get shit like that. That's it's the biggest obvious thing ever. Look at Dr. Disrespect, right? Dr. Dis- Disrespect was uh, just a kid that played sports and shit, and then he stream. He, he didn't stream. He made like YouTube videos, and he got semi popular, which meant little back then, right? You weren't making a ton of money on YouTube back then, like it is today. And by the time he got around to the point where YouTube was making money for people, he had already went and got a normal job, working for uh, whatever Hammerhead Studios or whatever, making Call of Duty maps. And then he comes around as Doctor Disrespect again, but he didn't just do it randomly. First of all, he had some connections and people that were already had already made it on Twitch and YouTube, like C Nanners, Hutch, Gold Glove. These guys he already knew from Machinima. But on top of that, he had a, a sponsorship already. He was it was Binks that set him up. He was going down to the Binks headquarters I mean, and, and streaming for that. Sorry, Boom TV. That's right, not Binks. Binks is the Binks is my Binks shit. Is better. Check me Binks out. Binks is Binks is better. <laughs> no, Boom TV was a was a. A group of guys. Nobody knew who the fuck Boom was back then either. It was literally people that just had money and they wanted to put that shit out there. Now everybody knows what Boom TV is. You got to have money. If you have money, then you can give it to YouTubers and say, mention me. Talk about my channel. And they'll do it. Because they like money. <laughs> like most Everyone people. likes money. So that's what Jack Only Black Only when they have did. it though. Jack Black made, Black made like When I think about all the money I don't have, I YouTube fucking hate money. Put me on trending. That's what media outlets do too. Why do you think media outlets? Like you go back to YouTube five years ago, n- never was trending or top videos, fucking MSNBC and shit. You go there today, what is it? Fucking Late Show, The Tonight Show, fucking Daily Show, uh, MSNBC, CNN. It's all that shit at the very fucking top because they're giving them money to put them there. So if you don't have money, <laughs> so if you if you want to get big on YouTube, you want to get big on Twitch. Without putting in the hard work, the easiest way to do it is just to have a lot of money and fucking spend it. Give it to people that can say your fucking name. Like Ninja. Who who the fuck was Ninja before the Drake thing? Who is he now? Honestly. I mean, sure, he's a big guy now, but <laughs> back in the day, he wasn't the top of Twitch. He wasn't the head Twitch guy. Lyric was by far more popular than Ninja was back then. But Lyric didn't have that... You know, he wasn't willing to cooperate, probably. He wasn't willing to bend the knee to fucking Amazon. Suddenly, they, Amazon throws money on Ninja and gets him to stream with someone like Drake, who they gave money to. They give money to Drake to have Drake tweet some shit out. They made it like it was natural, too. Like, hey, let's play some Fortnite. Nobody fucking knew what Fortnite was back then, either. Fortnite wasn't as big as it is now. This is like the beginning of Fortnite. Yeah, which I guarantee well, I you, Epic Games, Epic Games at the time definitely had money and gave some to Amazon. It was probably a partnership deal. Most things shame, in life, it's not a good game. Most things in life that you see that you think are natural phenomena aren't. They're perfectly, beautifully scripted 
events that have been planned by people who are smart and know how to fucking sell shit. 100%. Very rarely is there organic shit. Very rarely. Okay, Dr. Disrespect doesn't sit around one day and randomly go, hey, Shroud, let's play some PUBG together. And then Shroud explodes, right? Because of the exposure Doc gave him, coupled with his ability to play the game. Okay? That's not what that happens. Okay, Dr. Disrespect goes, hey, Shroud, guy that I've known for a while in the esports community of Counter-Strike, what's going on? You get, you want to like do some some collaboration? Yeah, sure, let's do it. Let's play some PUBG together, Doc. That's not what he says. Yeah, can we sure. just get we got to make yeah. friends with someone successful. That's what it is. You got to either have money to spend or you got to know somebody successful or you got to bust your fucking ass. Yeah, but just, even if you do that, it doesn't I don't even we, know how to I do bust that. my fucking ass. I don't even know how to do that. Like I don't know how these people maybe like these hustlers that just like fucking add tons of people on fucking Twitter. I mean, I've been active on Twitter for the past week. Just, I don't even care. I'll be political. I don't care. I just, anything that I feel passionate about, I'll just, usually I would just not respond to shit like that. Now I've just been, whatever. Like my latest post was political. It had like 15 likes from some people. I know that they're just circle jerking. Whatever. It's, it's, uh, it didn't give me any followers, but it's, it's, uh, a form of, you know, activity. And I think that's important. I think activity is the most important part at this point. Uh, here's two. You, uh... Here's two new news stories. Um, <laughs> not even really news. The first one is possible rumor tease thing that uh, there's going to be a new Call of Duty from Infinity Ward. Well, of course we already we know. I that. mean, that's, I don't know why that's, that's news. They do. They do. Uh, and then the next one, uh, next Atlas update lets players eat shit and die. Yeah. Uh, that's just something that they had in Ark that they didn't have in this game. In Ark, you could feed... Uh, so in Ark, you, they had a knockout mechanic with Torpor because so, some dinosaurs like scorpions and shit would hit you and it would sting you. Like, they would sting you and that would cause you to pass out after an amount of time. You could eat white berries or stimulant berries to keep that from happening, but it would make you super thirsty. But if you didn't do that, you might pass out and then they might just kill you. Uh, but this also worked with players. You could get, uh, you can make narcotics by mixing rotten meat with narco narco berries, and <laughs> that's what they're called. Use, yeah, uh, and then you could put that in a dart and shoot it at people and make the pass. This is how you tame dinosaurs: you knock them out with narcotics, uh, and then you'd force feed them. On, you, they had a force feed mechanic because while the dinosaur's taming, while you're sitting there feeding it, you'd have to, uh, and you have to let it feed naturally. So you put the stuff in its inventory and let the hunger bar go down as it sleeps and then it will eat naturally and that adds to the tame meter. But at the same time, their torpor would be going back down for them to wake up, so you'd have to force feed them narco berries. Well, you could do this to players too. You can knock players out. And you was able to take human shit. You could literally shit right there, take it, put it in their inventory and force feed it to them and they'd die. <laughs> <laughs> they'd die after a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so Atlas didn't have anything like that. By the way, Alice also has like a, a vitamin system that there's that they don't have an arc, uh, which makes the survival element a little more difficult because you have to take in your four different vitamins. Hopefully later <clears> on, and and I then think they scum took it out way too fucking far. Yeah, scum took it way too far. But this is just four vitamins: A, B, C, and D. You get D from eating fish. You get C from eating uh, berries. You get uh, B from eating meat. 
like uh, normal meat and you get a from eating uh plants parsley and shit like that uh if you overeat it hurts you so you can't just eat eat, eat, eat. um so you, you have to keep that going of course again that can be changed server side and just to reiterate on it one last point like you know when it comes to that kind of stuff you can die of it, of course. So it makes the survival a little bit more difficult. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they're going to add ways for you to get those vitamins otherwise. Like maybe supplements and shit like that. I know right now you can't get vitamin D from the sun. You should be. I don't know if they're going to add that in later. It seems like they would. It seems like a difficult thing, too, because you can't get... Oh, hey, uh, PT got remade again on Unreal Engine. Yeah, somebody made that, right? Like somebody ran Yeah, they keep getting made and then taken down. I mean, that'd be great to play, but how would you even... That's not even a real thing. So what would you pick on Twitch? What game? Yeah, I, I the whole PT thing is overrated in my opinion. I never got to play it. It's okay. I have it. I own it. If you ever want to play it. It's, it's just uh, you, you're in a house, wake up in a basement type room. You go up a small set of stairs. There's a hallway... It looks really fucking gorgeous. You walk down the hallway, take a right in front of a window. It's very similar, by the way, to that first hallway in uh, uh, Resident Evil 7. Like, when you turn right and go down the hallway, and then immediately right there is the old man, oh, Baker. Yeah. Uh, that, that section where it's a window in front, and then you turn right, and that's where he comes from. That... Uh, before before that door down there is very similar you go down that hall so in pt you go down the hallway you're in a foyer there's like a balcony up top with a chandelier above you and then a door to the left the door doesn't open there's a phone to the right you go straight ahead and it loops right there that's where the loops at they go through a door and you end up on the opposite end of the hallway again which so it's just an l shape it's literally an l shape room and the whole sequence takes place going through this multiple times. And there's like, uh, I'm sorry, there is a bathroom door to the right after you take that first turn. And you can't go into the bathroom door in the beginning. You got to do certain things in the demo to you know, kind of Resident Evil kind of took from PT in that regard where you have to do shit to access other shit. And there's a woman that ghost kind of thing that's super creepy with like a jittery Japanese ghost head type deal looks really creepy and there's a couple moments where you can instigate her if you stand around for too long she'll come around you'll just start hearing her do the grudge thing that you know oh um, yeah there's like a baby in a sink like a crying <laughs> baby fetus in a sink this is kojima <laughs> there's a crying baby fetus in a sink when you get into the bathroom um the first time you pass the bathroom she's in there with the baby fetus and if you peek in on the bathroom just the right way she'll She'll step in front of it a little bit and close it on you. You get a brief second of her. Uh, when you go in there the second time, like there's shit that you can see. You got to peep through a fucking crack in the wall or some shit. And there's like a phone. There's like a, a radio broadcast that talks about the people of that house that murdered somebody, murdered his whole family. And then there's the phone. You pick up the phone and it's like, look behind you. Like there, there's like, he's like talking. You pick it up and he's talking to somebody that's not you and he's just going on and he, he's like it's really creepy because he'll he's saying a sentence and he just interrupts himself mid-sentence goes look behind you 
look behind you. Of course, if you turn around and look, she's there, and she kills you. She snaps your neck. There's also <laughs> a segment where if you look up to the balcony and see her, it freaks her out, and she immediately kills you by teleporting down and killing you. And then there's the creepiest sequence of it, which is at one time, and this is without doing the completion thing where you beat it, I guess, where you go through the hallway where it's different colors and shit. And it changes all these different colors because you do all this weird, random bullshit. The last time you go through the hallway, you can hear screaming, like like a faint screaming of what sounds like a child trying to get out of something, and you hear beating, and you go around, you t turn the corner, and the foyer doesn't have a chandelier anymore. Has a rope, and uh, hanging by the end of the rope is a refrigerator <laughs> that's leaking blood, uh, and it's closed, and it sounds like something's in it, and it's swinging back and forth. And then you beat that thing. If you beat it, you get a little cutscene where uh, it's Norman Reedus walking out in the street, and uh, it says Silent Hills. Yeah, could have been great. Could have been, but I think Death Stranding is going to be better. No uh, news on that, though. Well, here's the thing. If you go to reddit.com slash r slash death stranding, you'll see that there's no news there because the people there have gone crazy. <laughs> they have lost their fucking minds. Um, <laughs> most of the stuff <laughs> there has nothing to do... Too deep into the rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah. Most of the stuff there has nothing to do with the game... Uh, there's comparisons that don't make any sense. Like, here's a theory. Blade Runner 1982, Roy Batty. And it's just a picture of Roy Batty from Blade Runner in 1982 with a little bit of blood running down his face in the rain. And then next to him is Mad Milkinson's character with that black shit running down his face. And that's the theory. <laughs> that's a theory? What's the theory? They're the same person? I don't know what you're talking about. Ugh. Jesus Christ, these people are fucking stupid. They're out of their fucking mind. Well, now that we're back to doing podcasts, hopefully weekly, I'll start uh, paying more attention and saving articles that we can actually well, reference. Just a real quick on Death Stranding. We do know all the characters that are going to be in it. They've released that. Uh, there's like a black guy with a golden mask on his face. There's Roy Baker's character that also wears a golden mask. The black guy wears a suit, like a full-on suit with the character art we've seen. Troy Baker's character wears the same kind of mask, but he's in like a, a raincoat because normally, naturally, if you're out in the rain, you have to avoid the rain. Troy Baker's mask can also be pulled off and turned into some kind of creature uh, that he seems to be able to control. Uh, then there's Guillermo de Toro's character, which might just be like a little side character. We know like the World War II stuff and all that with Mads Milkinson's character. He seems to be able to teleport around and isn't necessarily a villain in the truest sense. We know that Norman Reedus' character is a delivery boy, basically. Uh, but he does have guns and shit like that. The rain ages you. Uh, he works for a company called Bridges. Uh, and his name is something Porter Bridges. Like His last name is Bridges. Uh, so that's his company, I guess. The other girl works for a company called Fragile or something like that. And they, just, they, just tell, they transport shit, I'm assuming, between towns because it's too dangerous to go out in the world. I think it's a end-of-world extinction event that happened, because they do say they have the... He says, we, you also have the extinction factor, which means that something happened, maybe a comet impact or something like that, 
and uh, a lot of people died and it changed the planet to some crazy extra dimensional type shit and some people have the ability to die and be reborn immediately or maybe after a little bit whatever and if they die they can come back but if they die a certain way sometimes it can cause the landscape to change like these creatures consume people or something so maybe there's some so no one knows shit soul type shit there's there's a lot of crazy shit uh, there was one thing that was many, oh, uh, in terms of production and where it's at in terms of release, there was a guy that recently went to Kojima headquarters, like some Japanese guy. I don't know if he's like kind of guy that, uh, I don't know if he's like a journalist or whatever. He was working there, but he posted up some shit on his Twitter and, uh, basically what they're doing right now, the point they're at now is they're doing some of the Japanese voice work is being done now because naturally the game was made with the English actors first is Norman Reedus and all that. Um, and now they're doing the Japanese dub, so they're they must be close to finish if they're doing Japanese dubbing. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> was this PS4 exclusive? I don't. Maybe it might be. Uh, I know Sony acquired him. Like he works for Sony. But, um. <clears throat> that would be terrible. It's so, there's there was a leak posted Jan, June seventh. This is back in June. I just looked it up. That uh, says uh, the leak list timed PS4 exclusivity, possible PC release. So it says so there's uh, hope. This is just from a leak. I don't know if it's been. Uh, it was a 4chan post via the nerdmag.com. The release date is scheduled for early 2020. I don't know if that's true. Source claims it will be on PC at an undecided time after the PS4 release. Likely not for at least 12 months. Uh, tons of weapons, vehicles, gadgets, and gear from multiple eras, from clubs to single-shot muskets to energy swords. The baby is something that exists as a singular. It is not something that is instanced each time you boot the game up. The baby is a single entity. He is what is causing the time distortions and dimensions crossing over. I, I don't know how much of this is true. So read it at your own risk. That's uh, gadgets.ndtv.com. You can Google that. But uh, in terms of recent information, I don't see anything. Uh, let's see. November 1st. We probably got like a year before it's out. Uh, Death Stranding on PC looks more likely as Kojima visits Valve. He took a picture with Gabe Newell recently. Uh, so that's just conjecture of course why would he visit valve you know why know. not you know well he has he's been friends with valve before didn't he like metal gear solid 5 had the steam box that you could crawl into that made like a fucking did it train noise yeah if you bought it on steam and pre-ordered if you pre-ordered it on steam you got a valve box that had like a valve handle on it and it said steam on it, it had the steam logo and uh, it would you could do a thing where it made like a train noise or something. So I don't know. Even if it is, I mean, it might be time for you to get a fire stick, my dude, <laughs> and uh, move a PlayStation Four into your uh, stream. Yeah, domain. I still wouldn't be able to stream it though. Sure, you would. PlayStation Four is easy to capture. You just plug the fucking thing into your computer. You don't need the shit like you do with the PlayStation Three, where you have to have a converter and all that. Don't you need a capture card? Uh, yeah, but capture cards are super cheap. Not really. Some of them, a couple some hundred bucks. Really 
Uh, it depends on if you're trying to get the t the newest shit. Um, like a, you can get a fucking. L I mean, it depends on what you want. Well, it's got to have DisplayPort in case I ever want to do a two PC setup. I don't want to have to buy a capture card and then buy another one later. A DisplayPort. Uh, yeah. But you could usually just get a DisplayPort adapter for something like that. I mean, I have a dis I have DisplayPorts on my shit, but uh, I use an adapter because there's no DisplayPort on my monitor, so I had to use an adapter on my monitor. Well, um, again, I don't have the money for a fifteen dollar well, a month subscription, let alone a capture card that I'm not going to use anytime soon. What do you so. mean a fifteen dollar a month subscription? For like Final Fantasy. Know. Oh well, yeah. Uh, we're talking about later. That game ain't coming around anytime soon, man. Hey, you know what, listeners? If you want to watch me play Final Fantasy fourteen, maybe all I need a, is uh, let's say three subs a month. If I get three additional subs, I'll start playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, you got one yesterday. Sign so up for Twitch Prime. I did. <laughs> yeah, you got oh yeah, one I did. Uh, you know what you could do? You could do a uh, capture card fund on stream. Yeah. That up there. Good. Uh, yeah, there's some low as low as thirty three dollars for portable HD 1080p resolution multimedia player, three outputs HDMI, USB reader, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty cheap these days. I mean, the, the best ones are gonna be, you know, up there. Uh, Jesus Christ, look at this Elgato Stream Deck. One hundred and forty four dollars. That thing looks pretty. Yeah, I got one. It's it's nice. It's not one hundred forty four dollars nice, but no, I have an Aver Media card, and it's done. It still runs well and performs well. But people are talking about this new shit. I think the Stream uh, Deck. That's not a capture card. No, I'm talking about the capture cards. Uh, people are talking about new shit. I don't know what it's called. It might be called. Uh, it might be Mirabox. I don't know. I don't know. That's something well, to shop around when it gets to it, I guess. Yeah, that's that's later. That's future future seekers problem. Yeah, that's that's future seekers problem, yeah. Uh and then when you do that, there's all kinds of shit we'd be able to play. Fucking Last of Us playthroughs again. Last of Us two will be out this year. Kinds of good shit. Fucking God of War. I'd play the shit out of that again if you ever got around to playing it. It's a time, effort, and money investment. I don't know about effort, but definitely time and money. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up. We we made it to the two-hour, 20-minute mark rounding up. Yeah. I've been sitting in Final Fantasy doing nothing because it's so fucking loud. <laughs> so where can people find you and what do you do? Oh, well, um, if you want to find me, I live in North Carolina. Uh <laughs> Now, I'm on it's like Twitter. a game. Give them a bunch of clues. They gotta hunt I'm on, you down. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at uh, TG Gabbler, and uh, I mostly post on there just random shit. My only purpose on my tweets, it's not an organic at all. It's just me trying to uh, gain followers. So, if you want to see me trying to gain followers, you can follow me on there. You know, I don't really tweet when I go live. You'll just have to follow me on Twitch dot tv slash the gabbler 
and uh, you know, watch for when I stream. I'm if if Seeker's streaming, I'm usually streaming. Although right now I'm rebooting my stream, so I, I haven't streamed for like a week. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitch primarily. Definitely follow me on Instagram though, because usually everything that I when I go live, I only really post to Instagram and then have that post to Facebook and Twitter. So you can also find me on Twitter, Seeker One Two Seven Gaming. It's just Seeker One Two Seven on Instagram. Um, yeah, and we're doing the, a lot of Resident Evil up until Resident Evil Two, with some other things thrown in there, interspersed. So check it out. Best stream on Twitch yeah. you've never heard of until now. <laughs> until now. Uh, the podcast is going back to weekly. I'm going to try to stop slacking. So uh, if you're listening to this now, it's Sunday. Well, season next two one will be begun. next Sunday. Oh, God. Yeah, season two. <laughs> it's just one long season. Like yeah, Joe Rogan's on season one, episode 1200 or something. Yeah, no, we, we do every two months a new season. Yeah, it's like six to seven episodes or some shit. Nine, but who's counting? You know? Whatever, nine. That's perfect. <laughs> nine. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Fuck off. <laughs> later. Fuck off. No, I end with fuck off. Don't say later. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you fuck off? <laughs> All right, seriously, fuck off. All right, I'll see you later. <laughs>